and he's sitting there like, I do this for real. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> Tell me if you see it. Tread lightly, man. Oh, let's see here. That's fine. Um, yes, that is good. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just that was awesome. No, it was. Just that day was funny though, cause that that was the day this guy walks into the gym, like with what appeared to be like two friends, and so in the very first game, I'm guarding one of these alleged friends, and he immediately gets upset about not receiving the ball, and he's kind of what the fuck, man. He's like, pass the ball, pass the ball, and uh, <laughs> but the, the his the guy that I thought was his friend was not necessarily like the chief offender, not giving him the ball. Right. But he got kind of mad. And then, like, the game ends, we win. Somehow, the, the guy that I thought was his friend is um, gets picked up on the you know, the new team to challenge us. So, the guy on the side keeps, like, chirping at him. And then there's, like, a dead ball, and he's just, like, he charges onto the court, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> he's, like, ready to go at this guy. And up to this moment, I thought that they were friends. And I'm like, what is going on? Everybody was baffled. Eventually, Cooler Heads prevailed. And so I didn't really have a chance to talk to the guy, but he comes back the next day, and I'm like, hey, were those your friends yesterday? He's like, no, but I know who they are. <laughs> I was like, be careful, man. That's hilarious. It was just funny, man. So, K on the beat, yo. Get up, boy. I tell them fly, move, let kick up on some boo. They telling lies. Ooh, let me that with the juice. Max, I. Pro- 
plug out of Oregon, move like a foreigner, I done got the formula, I heard it was the vibe now, they say I'm on the rise now, snakes only hit, they just smile and be in disguise now, see my grass low, I cut niggas off so my back grow, pockets full of money, I'm chewing, that why it's sad low, bitch fall back, don't call back, I'm grinding, I done lost it all and crawl back, inclining, been fired in them, I guess I waited on timing, you know how I gon' go, so I'm need my father Simon, nigga. D-boy been the bomb, I know you niggas hear me blowing up, California runs, got my front pockets throwing up, I'm turning into that nigga I wanted to be when I was growing up, when D-boy hit the street, these niggas whole shit slowing up, wise up huncho, we swerve niggas curves like pronto, splashing on shit, get your puncho, get your sack together, it costs money for this convo, I send them at your front though, you swinging and you done for, sour cake slanging, power cage making hella beats, I'm in the coop getting swallowed by them leather seats, no more ducking gang task force, bitch we mob niggas, granny know we sell dope, we used to have to rob niggas, keys and call the dime, I cut some niggas off my line, don't hit me up and waste your time, all my niggas doing fine, these niggas don't wanna see you up, I think they going blind, if they say why I felt nigga, then you know it's mine, what's happening? Talking about real OG shit, man, they came up out the mud as a little nigga, Late night, let me show you how to get your wiggle on. White tank top, nine chains in the brick zone. Joint flip flops, gym shorts, fuck you, nobody. Run a tent too dark, run a car too cloudy. Got the glizzy on me, want one of these pussy niggas to drive it. Think you fucking with a rapper till I turn to a top shotter. Got a handheld chopper, this bitch will fit right in my wallet. Like to pull it out on pussy niggas. Jersey on, here I rob you. Wipe your nose if you slobbing. We like Batman and Robin. We a ball man and Robins. Ain't nobody give a penny. Snatch the flat skin off the wall and put that bitch right on my pinky. I be dripping on these pussies on purpose. Give me the reason. Run off with a pack, fuck nigga, gon' meet a leader. Nigga, you ain't ballin' till your daughters wanna cheat her. And you buy that bitch four with a monkey in the zebra. Monkey ass nigga, you gon' be broke by the weekend. Getting buku racks, I never let that greed sneak in. I done seen the wrong nigga, kept the play and caught 10. Beat dog. Shit, we gon' spaz, let the fleas in Bitch, all LGMG shit, nigga Come on, man, sideways Mookie, sauce guard King Titus Welcome back You guys are back on the bench On the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink Home of sports, music, and mayhem we are available on all, now. I do mean all podcast streaming platforms, including here on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Comment that was... and engage. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, we had a right. good, good interaction with uh, viewer Kensley, former player at Winter Springs. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Winter Springs. But yeah, yeah. So comment and uh, that, that, that keeps us going on the show, man. Especially if you have something funny to say. Yeah. Oh, you could be like Ebony and just say hello and hello back to you. <laughs> that works as well. Come on, Ebony had a good run here on the show. <laughs> when she said she preferred toys to men. <laughs> toys to men, that's a new group. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's her progression <laughs> in, uh, in life. I think it went the other way. <laughs> men yeah. to toys. Men to toys. This should come full circle. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as always, we got a, a good, fun show for you guys today. Um, Super Bowl is coming up. All right. So uh, I have uh, some uh, best bets. I want Pink to grade here. Okay. See if he likes any of those ideas. Uh, top five. Uh, my voice kind of cracked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you dropped back to being like a 13-year-old. <laughs> 
Wow, don't put me in the booth, man. I think Michael Jackson just rolled over and <laughs> wanted to give you full access. <laughs> it would give you full access. Uh, top five NBA teams uh, to be afraid of, all right, in, this, in, in the playoffs here, man. Off the grid top five teams. Uh, off the grid? Um, yeah, NBA All-Star, Caleb Williams, Clay Thompson. A lot of fun stuff here today, man. Clay's not having much fun. <laughs> yeah, he's not having a lot. He's not having any fun. I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I don't know if this was yesterday or the day before. You know, I have this thing right where I Google just randomly. I'll Google um some of my favorite you know teams or or people, right? Just to check up, you know. So you know my team, 76ers, Gators, you know Chiefs, and I'll go. So you just I'll, Google the Chiefs. Yeah. And then I'll go to news because that'll let okay. me know like injuries and whatnot and what was said. Okay. And uh, trade rumors, especially with 76ers now, right? People, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, if he got to see if he got a new song out or something. And then I noticed he had a, uh, a podcast with Skip coming out or something. I didn't like that. And then um, uh, uh, Kodak. And, and I'm I, the other day, I'm glad I did that because he, he, he put out a new song with a video. I'm like, how do you do that? And you're in jail. <laughs> and uh, so I would have, if I didn't Google that, I would have known, right? And um, that's interesting because I'm I'm like the opposite. I'm like something, somebody's name or something will come into prominence, and I'm not quite sure. Oh, who the heck is that? What are they doing? Then I'm googling them to get the background. Like the people that I'm already, I'm not gonna Google Mbappe. Yeah. It's like I, I'm already locked in. Well, that's just continue locking. But I'm gonna tell you something. One of the other guys I do this with also is is, is Drake. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, you see I where this is going. Where this is going. <laughs> but, 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 but I'm doing this just around a random day. And I'm going to tell you something. I Googled Google News. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't really show me anything. Right. So, and then uh, after good, that. Good, good, good term to and, show me. <laughs> and, and I'm at work. Right. And it's the morning. So, you know, I, I have a little time. So now I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see like, I see like three or four. You know, post saying, "Hey, you got? Have you anybody saw the new Drake video? You got to see the, this Drake video." And um, and I'm not the biggest music video guy. You know, Drake yeah. has like he has like one or two videos I really I really enjoy. He has the um the God's Plan and then the one with Future because they're different. He, he and he also he he helped produce those. But outside, you know, really I'm not a music video guy, so I don't. I, I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. And then. I see like 15 or 20 more posts as the day goes on. I'm like, oh, this must be another one of his best work. And, and they all being, and they're all, they, the, all of the posts are similar. Just like, have you seen this Drake video? It's crazy. You guys got to see it. And there are multiple red flags that I just, I missed every single red flag, right? <laughs> the first red flag that I miss is when I see these posts, I go to my Google News. Google News never let me down. Google, then I hit the news tab. And I didn't see anything, right? Okay. That's the first red flag. I didn't see anything on Google News. If this it's, was legitimate. All he all it had on Google News was, hey, he said he's not gonna do this song with Rihanna anymore, like he's not gonna perform it, and then something with his son, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the other the next red flag is when I when I get on there, they're saying, Yeah, this video, this video, and you and you have to go to Twitter to see the video. And that's that's the second red flag. I totally ignored it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, you have to go to Twitter to see this this video. I wonder why it's not anywhere else. And um, and then and then the third red flag that I missed is that it's it's really all women that are come uh, these posts are coming from. But you know, he has a big female fan base, so I'm really not thinking about this in real time. Right. 
So I said, okay, I'm going to go to Twitter. I don't even have a Twitter account, but I'm going to go to Twitter and and find and <laughs> seek that his video. Drake did, is my guy. I want to see the you, new Drake video. Did you hijack somebody's Twitter account? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, okay. no. I just, you know, it'll let you Google Twitter and then Drake, and then you can go and just see what's trending. <laughs> so I go on there. And I find it. I find a video, and I'm just gonna tell you guys something, man. I'm I'm really disappointed in you guys. You guys have to fucking put what's going on in your post, okay? That's that's it's too plain to say, hey, go see Drake's new video. Like that, you're setting people up. Put an eggplant emoji. Put some further context in there other than a Drake new video. <laughs> <laughs> they set me up. They, they set me up, man. And I and I feel, I feel, I don't feel good that I I did all of this work to search and find this video. Uh, I'm at work. I missed. I'm I'm not making calls. Uh, you know, I'm missing interviews <laughs> to, to fucking find this video, man. All to see Jake's junk. <laughs> oh my god, I yeah. love it. That's awesome, and that is a conspiracy theory that's that's not even Drake. And um, which it, if you're Drake, do you just roll with it? He did though. He he yeah, went yeah, yeah. into the uh, the it was a uh, it's a podcaster <laughs> called Aiden or Adna or whatever. Yeah, and um, and he asked him about it, and he didn't confirm or deny. He just was laughing and was like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, but my, I, I just feel like Drake is a you know, dick pic, you know, from celebrities. It's either when you're very in the beginning of your career or when you're struggling in your career. That's when you throw that out there. <laughs> so for Drake to be where he's at, you know, I, I don't know if that's uh, that's that's just as an uncharted territory for someone to do that in this in this position. <laughs> you know, he, you 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 haven't had to do it this whole time. It just it felt done, like odd. You've uh, done you've done all right for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like odd timing. You know, that's all. Felt like a hard time. So does that push you to think that maybe that this is, you know, not Drake? I don't know. But then it's even weirder if you didn't deny that that was you. You know what I'm saying? So if you 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 got to ask directly if it was you or not. And if it wasn't you and you didn't deny it, that's even weirder. So I, I That is weird. You know? That so, is weird. So, I, you know. But the feedback was good. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think you kind of like let it ride. Yeah, but but like if, if the, the feedback but if was poor, but, you'd be quick to deny outright. <laughs> that is not me. That's a damn imposter. I think it's either way. If it's <laughs> not you, whether it's good or bad, if it's not you, it's weird if you don't say it's not no, you. No, for sure. Because, again, it, it, you have to factor. It's most likely going to come to light if it's not you. Yeah. If you try to kind of like own this a little bit. But, again... I did see the thing with that podcast guy. Like he did not say, "Yeah, yeah that's me," or "No, it's not." Right. So he left himself that space yeah. to just tease it along, and which makes me think that 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 actually kind of probably makes it more likely that it wasn't necessarily him. Yeah, but yeah. super funny. But yeah, again, like, the, yeah, I did a lot of work the, to find at the that apex video, of your power. <laughs> but yeah, the apex of your power. Yeah, you, people do this on the back nine when they're struggling. <laughs> They need something that label is like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta something, <laughs> something. You're dying over here, man. You got something. You got to do something. You got to shoot somebody. You got to pull out your dick. What, what we're doing here? Show some titties. <laughs> Drake, we got uh, two options. <laughs> you can either shoot somebody, 
Or you can pull out your dick. <laughs> but one day, one way or another, this career has to get back on track. <laughs> it has to get back on track, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you do, do what fantastic. you have to do out here, man. I I'm guess. A, I'm a fan of doing what you have to do. Yeah, I know uh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's again? Though, in the future, though, everybody out there, yeah. You know, be aware of these red flags. <laughs> if a video is only available on Twitter, and I've mentioned this before, you have Twitter is like crazy hardcore porn. And I've thought about I thought about that. I said, Pink told me this is what Twitter is about. Yeah. That's why I was. That's yeah. why it's a red flag because you told me. Yeah, you know what See, I mean. Yeah, if I sure. didn't know, I didn't know. But yeah. I, I did know. And then and then the other red flag was that only women were, were yeah. talking about this. Yeah. What was the third red flag? The third red flag was I couldn't find it on Google News. Couldn't find it on Google News. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that is. Uh, there it is. So. You, you know, learn something at, at Bubba's expense. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Oh man, no, uh, but uh, yeah, like Twitter. There's this one, one account I follow that she does like uh, sucking Sunday, <laughs> and puts a video up every sucking Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, oh man, it's wild. That sounds interesting. So, and then, like when she does it, like it encourages others to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for a positive encouragement. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets pretty wild. So she, she, yeah, she's making a positive impact on the world. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to her, man. One D at a time. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I wonder—is that a turnoff for some? Meaning, in, t- in terms of what? Like, would you want to deal with her, uh, or anybody? Like I wonder for most men if that's a, a turn off. Like we, I like I, I think most, I think like a vast majority of men have a turn off on strippers as far as like dating them. Well, we kind of talked about this with the Joe Smith thing. It's like if I think if you have the opportunity to have fun with this person, you're not going to turn it down. Okay. But if you're sitting there saying, "Well, hey, you know, I want to get in a serious relationship with her," and Part of that is going to be her taking down her Twitter account. Like, to me, that's where you it goes wrong. Okay. Because it's you know if somebody is is in a lane and that's what they do, you're you're free to accept them as they are. Yeah. And it's be like, hey, I want to date this person. This is a lifestyle I want to be a part of, and I'm cool. This is fun. I'm down for it. But you can't go to that person, whether it's a stripper or some sort of like OnlyFans person, and then feel that you're going to be like the the hero on the horse who comes in and like, oh, hey, I'm going to take you out of this and we're going to have a whole different type of life. Yeah. You know, the person's doing that for a reason. Like, there's a part of them that enjoys that. Yeah. There's a part of them that, that that's who they are. And you can't try to, like, just take that away from a person. I think that's true. Because, if it, you know, it's, at that point, it's not just for the money. Because you could do it just for the money off the... Um yeah, off the off the off the camera. Uh, uh, Kobe <laughs> says, uh, "Jesus Christmas, the FBI is going to look into Pink's Twitter history." <laughs> my, uh, my, it won't it won't it won't be more strange than 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 uh, Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers. man. <laughs> nah, my um, my first Twitter was already taken down. Why? For uh, anti-Trump remarks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's very on brand. It was. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, it's funny. Like I said, this was really cool. Actually, I, I laughed my butt off. But back when I had that account going, so my a couple of my daughter's friends like follow me on social media. And so one of her friends would like regularly like screenshot my tweets and like send them to Holly laughing. <laughs> like just but, like when I would go go off in that lane. Yeah. And it was just like, what the hell? 
<laughs> but yeah, so I'm already on the backup account, man. Oh man. So don't mess with this one. All right, let's get into some sports here. All right, once again, you guys are on the bench on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink on sports music and mayhem. Uh, let's go to let's go to NBA. All right, right. let's go to. Uh, I'll tell you what. This is the second su- thoughts in the you NBA. Know, th- no, this is the Super Bowl week, man. Dad, start with the Super Bowl. Let's start with the Super Bowl stuff, man. Get to right. So, uh, oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, of course, everybody knows Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. We talked at length about the quarterbacks, Mahomes and Purdy, especially during the MVP race in, in certain podcasts, certain shows. Uh, and, 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 you know, the 49ers. Um, they had a stretch during the season where they were just hot as fish grease. Okay, the Chiefs kind of weren't the Chiefs that we knew uh, throughout the regular season and 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 towards the end and in the playoffs. Um, kind of, kind of, you know, righted the ship, got on to 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 to, to the thing here. All right, now I I wanted to talk about some of the the best bets right um, in the Super Bowl. And then also I read this interesting uh, survey. Um, where they surveyed fans about what they would be doing, how, you know, during the Super Bowl, wh- wh- you know, they voted on, you know, sort of what is the, some of the festivities that take place during the Super Bowl, what are they going to be doing? I thought that was interesting. We'll get into that. All right. But best bets here. Now, we know that, or not know, but the 49ers is a better football team than the Chiefs. All right. And because of that, and it's a neutral site, they have the 49ers favored by two. Okay, you can find one and a half some places. Most places is 49ers by two, uh, two and a half if you had a stingy place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, here goes the thing. It's, 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 as far as a game bet, the sharps, the sharp money will come in on the 49ers. But we all know you're betting that at your own risk because, you know, if you want to bet against Mahomes – that's your business, but I don't see how you can do it. I, I don't. I don't see how you can comfortably put your money behind another team in a big game that's going against Mahomes. Okay, what do you think about that? Now, I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's fascinating. It might have been you. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like one of the greatest tributes you can give to an athlete is, would you bet against them? And if you have a hard time answering that question. That tells you where that athlete stands in his field. Yeah. And it's like right now nobody's particularly comfortable betting against Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And it's almost like the ultimate sign of respect that no matter what the spread is, what the circumstances are, it's like I'm not comfortable betting against that guy because I'm scared he's going to do something. And that's where we are with Mahomes. And that's where we're going to be on Sunday night. That's, that's, That's where we're going to be. And because of that, the best thing that's going to be going for the Super Bowl or prop bets, okay? So I would recommend not to bet the game or, you know, the half or quarters, you know what I mean, and things like that, <laughs> I, uh, which, you know, you could do that, right? So I would bet prop bets. So the first one I have here is Isaiah Pacheco over 90 yards, okay? Now, this is over 90 yards total, not just rushing, rushing and oh, receiving. Total yards. Yeah. Oof. And, right, so I think – in order for the Chiefs to win this game, Pacheco is going to have to be instrumental because what the Chiefs have done in this playoff run, just this playoff run, is they have minimized Mahomes' options, right? So you have Kelsey, you have Pacheco, you have uh, Rice, 
and and every once in a blue moon, we'll give Vidal Scantlin an opportunity or that or that second tight end. Uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. He might get a ball or two as well. All right. Um, now, what's interesting is they have activated Tony and Scott Moore for what I have no idea why. Okay. And uh, even after Tony has uh, came out and kind of made disparaging just, uh, remarks against the Chiefs, and Scott Moore has just been god awful this year, both of them have, and they have activated him, and they're supposed to play in the Super Bowl. Um, but I, if if my best guess is they will give Tony special teams because if you remember last year's Super Bowl, huge punt return, it was just a special teams punt return that that, that gave him opportunity. So they. But made, then both those guys have touchdown catches as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Scott Moore had a, a a nice touchdown catch, so maybe they're thinking they can relive something, For, relive former glory. <laughs> but uh, but I still think Pacheco is going to get a good amount of targets. Um, you know, uh, the 49ers pass rush is the real deal, um, especially on the edges. And and where are the Chiefs the weakest on the offensive line is the edges. And so I can see Mahomes having to check down quite a few times, okay, and Pacheco getting some 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 receiving yards out of that. And also just keeping him honest with the run. Yeah. And if you look at the 49ers conceded significant rush yardage to the Packers, and, and particularly in the first half when Detroit was playing well, they were getting stuff on the ground too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I think that's probably a pretty good bet. Now, I mean, I would say this. If Pacheco does not get 90 total yards of offense – I don't see the Chiefs winning. Chiefs are in trouble. Yeah. Chiefs are in trouble. All right. My next one here is a is an odd one, okay? It's the last player of the game to be a quarterback Neil. You could it's a lot of stuff you could bet on, man. That's the thing. Yeah. But this one is interesting. I think it's a strong chance. Now, technically I guess you could say it's a fifty fifty chance. Um, but I think the odds are a little more than that. Okay. I think yeah, last player of the game to be a quarterback Neil. Victory Neal. formation. Yeah. Yeah, that's to me. That's like a true prop bet. There's no football analysis that goes into it. It's completely random. You could, you know, you could have the final play be a winning score, a field goal, like it was last year. You could have, uh, no, it wasn't a field. They kicked the field with a couple seconds left, and the uh, the Eagles had had a play. Yeah, and so you know, or you can have a team desperately trying to make a play to score. Um, but so yeah, I, I don't know. I would uh I would go with no kneel down, no victory formation. No victory formation. Yeah. Like a like a a, a, a last minute uh heave. Yeah, somebody's trying to do something. Maybe somebody's kicking a field goal at the final uh thing. Maybe there's you know, there's some sort of desperate play to to score or whatever the case might be. Okay. Back to the real stuff. Mahomes over four and a half rushing attempts. I like it. Again. I think he's going to be under fire. Yeah. Um. And 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 I think he'll rush over four times. You know, I just I just I just believe that that he doesn't have to get any yards. It's just the, the attempts. You know, how many times does he escape the pocket? No, I, I I agree completely. I think that's an easy one. The the pressure will probably dictate that he he tucks it a few times. And also the the nature of the Super Bowl, it's the final game. You know, he he'll be aggressive. Yeah. Um. You know, he knows he needs to be that, and part of that aggression is going to be with the feet. Mahomes under 25 and a half completions. Now, my 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 thinking behind this is again, 49ers have a really good defense. Secondary is a little weak, but how have the Chiefs been winning? They've been trusting their defense 
And Mahomes have been managing the game, making plays when he needs to. That's been this entire playoff run. I know it's going to be a hard bet for you to, to put in because you're thinking Mahomes, you're thinking great quarterback play, he's going to come out and throw the ball over, all over the field, but that hasn't been the Chiefs this playoff run. You, 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 you got to think consistency, what has been going on. Yeah, um, I would I would tend to say the under two, but because again it's it's a difficult thing to quantify. That you're correct, the Chiefs like their dynamic in the playoff has been a little bit more conservative with the running game and and judicious passing. The other part of that when you're talking about total completions is like time of possession. Yeah. Like you know the 49ers, they're they're they can be a dynamic offense, but they can also be an offense that that eats up some time. Yeah. And and this may be a low possession game and that alone could have a significant impact. The the scenario, the ideal scenario for him to get over the 25 is for them to literally go down early and then he's just got to sling it around all night to to stay in the game. That's something that's something to watch, you know. But I think any other scenario that the game if it's a it's a toe-to-toe game, if it's you know, if the Chiefs get a lead like they did, you know, against the the Ravens, uh, he's likely not to complete that many passes. All right. If you like the Chiefs, you have to like this one. And that is Purdy over 0.5 interceptions. Yeah. Every game the 49ers have lost uh, this season, Purdy has played bad and has had multiple interceptions that game. If the 49ers are going to lose, Purdy is going to have one interception or more Interception and a fumble is going to happen, okay? And the Chiefs' defense, of course, we know now they're really good. That secondary is really good, okay? And um, I, I, I think they pick off Purdy here once or twice. All right, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, if you like the Chiefs being the game, I think that that's, that's the scenario that's consistent with that yeah. is he'll have to throw. And it's you said it's only half a pick? Yeah. Just, so if he throws one pick, it's, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think he'll throw a pick over the course of the game. Okay, okay. All right, those are my best. Those are my best bets uh, 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 for the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm going to put those in. Prop bets I do pretty well with. Game bets I do awful with. Uh, so you got to stick with what you know. So you found your niche as a gambler, <laughs> king of the prop bet. Yeah, that's All right. funny. We usually at the uh, usually at the office we do one of these where they'll just give you a whole sheet. The of board, right? The I like bets. those. Oh, oh, prop bets. Yeah, just all sorts of stuff. like stuff like how long is the anthem going to be? Like oh, okay, and okay, everything. Okay. Like who you know? Like, I'm thinking about the uh, the Super Bowl squares. I like that. Oh no, no, not the squares. I, I still don't do understand the squares. Yeah, In my whole life I've never figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm befuddled by the squares. No, this would be like literally like maybe ten. You know, essential prop bets, basically. Okay. You know, who's going to lead at the half, who, you know, whatever, you know, all this stuff that it's really designed so that you don't have to be a, a football fan to, you know, throw down some guesses and do okay. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um. Now, now they have, I mean, they have so many crazy prop bets. They have one that says, like, uh, the the anthem is going to last less than two minutes and a half. That, that's always one. That's always one. Oh, for real? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Because, what, what, are you like guessing what the the tempo of the person that sings, or ultimately you you are, you're kind of taking a guess at the tempo that the singer will do. But like again, you don't you know I don't know who's doing the anthem. I know Usher's doing halftime. It's a it's a it's a white guy. I think it's a rock guy or something. I know okay. it's a white guy. Yeah. Um, because like yeah okay because in that case if it's like a if it's like a soul singer. 
You know, if it's like Fantasia, she's going to hold a lot of those notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking the over on might, it, whatever. Might, might, soul throw, singer. might throw in some ad libs at the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I guess that's the thing. I guess, yeah, okay. The tempo of the singer. Yeah. Oh, if there's any antics or anything, any nipples showing or anything, like, <laughs> that they can me. extend that. Yeah, no, that was funny. That was <laughs> yeah. funny. I remember, uh, this was years ago, it was when uh, the Patriots played the Panthers in the mm. Super Bowl. And uh, the the anthem was done by Josh Groban. Do you know who he is? Josh Groban. Groban. No. He's like sort of like a classical, almost like he's not an opera singer, but he's like a, like a classical singer, really amazing singer. I was in a it was in my neighborhood, it was like a house full of people. I don't think anybody really knew who he was. I didn't know who he was, but at the end of him singing, like everyone just kind of looked at him. She goes. That guy's really good. Like, it's just like, I had no idea who this guy was before. Those guys hold their notes long, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, for opera, sure. Yeah, those yeah, opera yeah. singers, oh! Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was pretty cool because, you, like, you, like, you know... I think I redeemed myself just then. <laughs> Got a long way to go. I'm very critical of singing, man. No, no, no. I know you are. Yeah, you are. yeah, yeah. I'm a dis- You're a fan of some of the top of the top, man. Yeah. Cream of the, cream of the crop. Cream of the crop, man. No, no use in torturing your ears. <laughs> Listen to like Bubba and his level of singing. But yeah. But um, all right. Let's 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 just quickly go over this. Like I said, this survey. I just thought it was interesting and fun. So they surveyed a ton of ton of people who are going to be watching the Super Bowl, um, and um. Just saying what they're going to be doing, what they're most interested in. All right, okay. So, uh, where do you plan on watching this year's Super Bowl? So, fifty-one percent said at home alone or with immediate family. <laughs> oh, with immediate family. Twenty-one uh, percent says um, hosting a party or you know going to a get together. Fifty-one percent watching home alone. Is, that was that's, that's, that's high. That's, that's high, man. That's high. Feels high. And then uh uh six uh, percent a bar only got six percent. But I, I I think I I think that's about right. I think about eight to ten percent is about right. I think yeah. the Super Bowl, that big of an event, I think most people are going to some type of, you know, somebody's house. That that's that first option. The, the Super Bowl definitely feels more of like a like a house party yeah. event than a than a go to the bar event. Yeah. So I I I, I think the higher percentage. It almost reminds me like of a big really big boxing match. Yeah yeah like yeah you for sure. Like those are like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in house thing. Okay. All right, so you yeah. Um, which part of the Super Bowl experience are you most excited about? The result. <laughs> the game, 43%. Okay. Commercials, 22%. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's, that's big for yeah, people. Yeah, that's big. Um, the halftime show, 19%. Who do we have again? We have Usher. Usher. Yeah. And the food, 16%. The food. Because if you're out. Depends on where you're at. Yeah, depends <laughs> on where you're at. That, 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 that also sounds, that sounds about. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, because commercials, people, yeah, because that's the next, that's the water cooler thing. Yeah, Not, yeah. People, people aren't talking about the game, really. They're talking yeah. about these commercials. Well, like, the thing is, is, is you know, the serious football fans, they're only going to talk about the game with other serious football fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. when you show up to your office on Monday, you're probably not surrounded, unless you're working at the NFL offices. <laughs> like, not a lot of serious football people. So, be, oh, yeah, did you see the commercial for Doritos or whatever, you know, yeah. and talk about that. So, it's, it's just lighter topics, you know. How it, do you- it's tough to get into, like, you know, hey, the Chiefs really sucked on third down. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, hey, I, I really liked Rihanna and yeah, her hair. Exactly. And she was in the crowd. Did you see Taylor? <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you feel about Usher playing halftime? Okay. I like it. I like it. But uh, here are some of the, the, the responses, okay? I hope he brings out guests, 27%. I agree with that. Um, 
it's going to be amazing, 24%. I wish it was someone else, 22%. <laughs> and uh, I just want him to perform, yeah, 18%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a UGA guy. No, but he has to do it. I know? don't know, man. For the Super Bowl, it's a crunk song. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so big on that, really. Not so big? Nah, that's, that's one of his lesser songs for me. What 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 do you think is the highest percentage of uh go to main course for the Super Bowl? Like food? food? Yeah. Oh man. What do you think won here? Um Pizza or burgers? Pizza is twenty five percent second place. Okay. Burgers is fourth place at ten percent. Ooh. Um I'm surprised you missed this. Chicken wings, man. 30, wings. Thirty two percent. Because I'm not a huge wing guy. Okay, okay. I'll order wings when I'm in a restaurant. I'm not Messing with somebody's home style wings. Okay. Yeah, I don't trust them. It goes a trick question. Well, I shouldn't have said that. But and I was like, and I, the other problem is if you're throwing a party, like you, you got to be a pretty big baller to throw those steaks out for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might steak myself. And <laughs> the rest of you guys can eat some wings. <laughs> I have a chicken allergy. <laughs> I had to go with the ribeye. <laughs> what the last one here? What is the? Uh, what do you think is everyone' beverage choice to beverage? During the Super Bowl, uh, beer, beer second place, beer second place. Yeah, yeah. So first place is White Claw. <laughs> I know place. that's your first. <laughs> soda came in first. Soda, okay. <laughs> I I, well, I thought that stuff. I almost assumed it was going to be an alcohol drink. Yeah. So I was like, beer's easy. But yeah, yeah. okay. So I'm a light beer guy during the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't want to go too heavy. Get. You know, tequila up. <laughs> I want might not make it to the second. Yeah, half. Yeah, might not make it to the second <laughs> half, man. That would be awesome. I would be looking for the near strip club. That would be a great. Bubba <laughs> misses second half of Chiefs win. <laughs> Too much tequila. Too much tequila, man. Out for the second half. <laughs> Return questionable. I just talked to Coach Reed coming out of the locker room. Bubba is officially out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's great! All right, um, let's go here. NBA, NBA, top five. Yeah, top five. Oh, man. okay. I didn't know there was an NBA topic. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to discuss my top five most dangerous playoff teams off the grid. Most dangerous off the grid playoff teams. So, for example, you know. Uh, uh, Boston Celtics, they're, they're disqualified here. Denver, they're on the grid. Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets is on the grid. Milwaukee Bucks is on the grid. All of your top of the top teams, the Clippers, on the grid. The Clippers are now on the grid. They were not on the grid at one point. Right, right. But right. That, that there's growing sentiment. They're the favorite. Yeah, which is very odd because, uh, you know, you know, like I say, man, I mean, you know, this is what Harden does. We were number one as well. Not, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, Somebody, all, all the other teams just need to find a way to offend him, <laughs> and then it'll all fall apart. But uh, but or, no need to or, diss or, them. Or Kawhi gets injured. They are looking good. Okay, so these are my top five teams you do not want to face in the playoffs off the grid. These are yours, or other people have contributed to this thought process. This is mine, but this is the list. It okay. doesn't have to be Bubba's list. This is the list. This is the list that matters. This is. The actual answer. Bubba's speaking facts. Okay. In his own mind. Number five. <laughs> I caught that late. Yeah. Um, number five is the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Really? Now here goes the thing. 
the, the reason why they make this list, they really only make it for one reason. And that's because they're currently in the sixth place and Milwaukee is in the third. And they've been whooping the Milwaukee Bucks ass all season. And it's a bad matchup for them. If the Milwaukee Bucks end up in third, everybody's going to pick Milwaukee Bucks because they have Giannis, they have Dame time, and they have this and they have that. But the Pacers are a bad matchup for them. They have length. Um, um, they have length. Like, yeah, Giannis is going to do Giannis, but it's not going to be as efficient because they have Miles and and they have Siakam over there, and they have length that can you know that can that could do something there. They have guards that are just that they're just too busy, too fast for Dame, uh, uh, uh too active. They're not just going to stand in the corner. A and, lady and in a wheelchair might be too active. <laughs> so it's just a bad matchup. Um. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? Uh, my phone is up. Okay. Oh, somebody called me. That's why. Oh. <laughs> Therese called. Uh, uh, the, the, she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I should have answered. Okay. All right, Therese, you know we do a live podcast every Wednesday. You've been here. You know the story. Come on, man. All right. Um, so they're at number five. So, but it's kind of with the specific caveat that, that Milwaukee's yeah. the matchup. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I – Yeah. I, I agree with the points you're making. I would have thought just in a vacuum that they're more of like an annoying gnat than truly dangerous. Oh, and it's number five. I got yeah. some better ones coming. But, yeah, with that caveat, because they're going to be the supreme underdog in that yeah. matchup. So yeah. I'm just saying that's they're dangerous because of that reason and for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Um, number four is the Suns. The Suns have been flying under the radar. Um, they're... they're, they're, they're when I watch them play, you get two outcomes. One is you watch them; they say you say that they they need more around those three guys. But because those three guys make the you know, they don't match contracts, you you can't get more around them. And then I'll watch them again, and I'll say, "Damn, who is going to beat these guys with Durant being this efficient, with Devin Booker?" scoring 50 and 60 <laughs> you know yeah. bill has been looking good since he's been back if they're healthy they're good who's going to beat them so that is it's juggling high if you catch them while they're jekyll okay <laughs> um it, you might be in trouble all right and yeah. and, and that don't, and that's goes for any matchup no matter who they draw in the first round all right it, it's it's like having a puncher's chance at a boxing match yeah when you have that level of scoring and that is the elitist level of scoring yeah. that there is like you you can be in a fourth quarter of a game and and one or both or three of those guys can just be untouchable and you're not going to win that game yeah you know there's just not a whole lot you could do they, those guys can each get that hot no that's for sure that's for sure all right number three i have the knicks shout out to the knicks the gritty gutty knicks the gritty 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 gutty knicks Zola, or villanova north <laughs> that move for OG to bring OG it really solved a lot of their problems to bring OG over from Toronto um, because you know you needed to give the like RJ and quickly needed the ball to be effective OG doesn't need the ball at all so you get rid of two guys who need the ball to be effective and then you bring in a guy who's just a catch and shoot guy but add so much value to your already good defense right because he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league and he's a bigger body bigger frame than both of those guys you let go you have that going and of course you have this star at, at point guard and he's running the show okay I, 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 I'm not a fan 
of uh of our guy power forward there julius randall yeah. not sure who else left is out there that is um but <laughs> all that being said the knicks are a dangerous I think his, team his son's still fond of him yeah <laughs> they are a tough team and you just you don't you don't, you don't want that in the first round because it's going to take so much out of you no matter who they take get in the first round they're going to take a piece of flesh out of you okay if not if not win altogether Jalen Jalen Brunson is really something else. Yeah, I mean he he's this sort of self made star, and he's truly that at this point. He brings it every single night. He sets the tone for that team, and and he does it in such a way that it's kind of like mitigated the importance of Julius Randle being either good or consistent, which he struggles to do. And it's funny. I, I remember I was hearing something the other day. It was like during the draft process, and you know, this is they played. You know they had. Hart, they had DiVincenzo, they who were all together. Plus, they had Bridges, and you know somebody, uh, Jay Wright was talking to somebody, and he's like, "Why the hell aren't you guys drafting Brunson? Like, why is he the last guy on my team?" Mm. He goes, "He's been the best player on this team the entire time I had him." Right, and that's that thing, and I'm really big on it. When you have people together, you see that stuff. You see like who leads, who follows. Who drives it? And, you know, for Jay Wright, for having him for the time that he did, it was unquestioned. Like, he's the leader of this group. Wow. You know, every these other guys might, you know, have more apparent talent or whatever. Or but getting up and doing the work, this is the guy that we follow. Yeah. Um, I also, like, it also things uh, recall or sends me back to a book I read involving uh, Coach K at Duke. And he had this, like, theory... And, you know, every year you have a team and like what as a coach, you're trying to find what he called the heart of your team. And we and that's usually a player. And and Coach K was like, it may not even be your best basketball player, but it's the person who puts the most heart into it that the other guys are going to follow, even if they have more talent, because that you know, the heart of your team is the natural leader of your team exactly his efforts his purpose they all come through day to day and that can drag the rest of the group with him and i think that Jalen brunson is the nba personification of that because he's not the most talented guy in the nba he's probably not close to that right but there's a substance to his game to his character to his day in day out competition that pulls any team that he's with forward and it happened in college. I'm sure it probably happened in high school as well. And we're seeing that in the NBA. The, the Knicks are no longer a joke. They're For the first time since, like, Pat Riley or Van Gundy uh, were there, they're like a team of substance. Yeah. Even when they had the year with, like, Carmelo Anthony and, and J.R. Smith and they had a bit of success, I think they might have won 50 games, they flamed out in the playoffs, and the team just felt soft. They were talented, but they didn't feel like a team of substance. This iteration of the Knicks feels different. And I agree with you on, on that one. Yeah, they are a Julius Randle replacement away from from being serious contenders. Yeah, but uh, first round you still don't want to see them. All right, number two, and again, this is my top five off the grid teams that you do not want to face in the playoffs. All right, number two, I have Dallas Mavericks. All right, um, what are they seated right now? Dallas is what uh, off the top of my head, I want to say fifth, but I'm okay. going to tell you right now. Okay, uh, and the, and the and the reason why, the reason why I have uh, the Dallas Mavericks, is simple. It's 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 Luca and it's and it's Kyrie. 
All right. And Dallas right now is uh no, they're eighth. They're eighth. All right, they're eighth. Oof. Yeah. Um to 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 well but but they're only they're only one game away from being they're a game and a half away from being six. Okay. Oh, from being fifth, actually. Those teams okay. are yeah, from five from five to eight, only one game and a half separates them. Throw a blanket right. from Yeah, but 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 man, when I watched them, like last night I watched that whole game and and it was a Kyrie special against Brooklyn and, and Kyrie went off. Um but Luca had like nineteen rebounds or something crazy. And and I Luca just to me just I mean, you know, you're not the biggest fan of it watching his game, but it's it's clear to me he's just he's the best offensive weapon in the league. And and <laughs> what he could do to control the game is just fucking it's outrageous how he could just control the entire game. It's like he has this controller and this this and that but you know the pro they have a lot of weaknesses on that team um not a lot outside of him and Kyrie um and Kyrie has been hurt um quite a bit this season but he's you know he's back now um but with Kyrie with Luka you know that's just it's just not a team you want to see in that in that first round man uh anything anything goes uh you know yeah, I'm officially going to be on the I don't like Luca bandwagon. Yeah, I respect that he's a significant player, but I, I feel and it was a bit of a controversy this week where where I, Jason Kidd came out and you know said that he's basically on the highest level of this. Yeah, he's saying he's on Jordan. And all that. I, I I cry foul on that. I I think he's a lot closer to James Harden than he is LeBron or Michael, and I think that that's he's, he's a yeah, one, but he's, he's superior one, to Harden. He's a though. one side of the ball guy. He plays basketball exclusively his way, which is, which is a, you know, great. I'm not going to say he's not great, but but there's a reason that they didn't make the playoffs last year. There's a reason they're sitting in the back half of the West now, with a guy that that people are saying belongs with the absolute greats of the greats. Yeah, but that's a roster construction problem, not a Luca it's, problem. It's also because number like, one, number, he, he also like Kyrie's been out most of the year. But what is the roster construction around him? Kyrie's like, been out most of the I year. I understand he's out. If there, Kyrie, but, if Kyrie plays, like like I said, like like if you look at their 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 schedule and the games that they played. Right, they've won a lot more games than they lost with Kyrie in the lineup. Just yeah. with just better, with Kyrie, better team with Kyrie, they should be. They and, better, and, be. and and that's why I'm saying that they're a dangerous team, and because they're they're it's already a weak roster because of the mistakes that Mark Cuban and the front office have made. They made yeah. the Jalen Brunson mistake. They've made uh uh the 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 um the the tall the big guy mistake. Okay, now Porzingis. they have yeah Porzingis mistake. They've made uh uh. I mean, just tons of mistakes out there. They haven't did anything positive. No, I, I accept you know? that they are a dangerous playoff team. I accept the premise of where you're putting them for purposes of this exercise. My broader point is is that I think we're being oversold on how great Luka is. So what credit does he get for he's been to the Western Conference Finals? One time. That's right. You're acting like he's a 13-year pro. He's been in the league like five or six years. Five or six years, one finals appearance. Yeah, He's conference finals appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not. So make why, the what's playoffs. wrong? What's wrong with Jason Kidd saying that? Because because look because you're not, look at Jordan's at career. That level. But look He's at Jordan's at career. Level. When did Jordan make the Eastern Conference Finals in his first whatever years? I'm not sure. And how many times did he? 
And then and then he missed the playoffs too. I mean, like, and and, when did and he missed the playoffs. He, uh, 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 I I assume it's the year he got hurt. No, they made the playoffs because he came back and dropped sixty three on the Celtics. That was the year. That was the year he missed like six, yeah. 60, 60 games. That's what made it ridiculous. Well, that doesn't make it ridiculous. Well, it does. You miss sixty. You miss sixty games and your team still makes the playoffs. That and, means your team and, is good. And, and and you come against if Luca gets hurt for sixty games, come, that, this team is in the lottery. Then you come against this a, a, one of the great Celtic teams of all time and and have a, a yeah. But if Luca misses sixty games, this team is in the lottery. I get drafting that. But the number way, one overall. But the, in the picture of what I'm saying is is that. The way Luca plays, it's reminiscent of James Harden, where he's literally asked to do everything. This is not reminiscent he, of James. Harden. It is. If anything, it's reminiscent of LeBron, not James. No, because LeBron at this part of his career was a two-way destroyer. Luca is ineffective defensively. I wouldn't say ineffective. He's gotten a lot better on that end. Uh, uh, if you look at his at, at his defensive metrics, it has really, really improved vastly over last year to this year. As number one, he's a, a, a thousand times better rebounder than James Harden has ever dreamed of being. Okay, um, uh, uh, so I don't think it's it's reminiscent of Harden just because I'll concede he's better than Harden. I'm not saying he's worse than Harden, but I'm saying he's closer to what Harden is than he is to what LeBron James I don't or Michael think so. Jordan. Are. And he's been he's dragged this team to the Western Conference Finals. He's like he's done things. You know, he's he's done, done one thing. That accomplishment. What else do you that have? That singular accomplishment. He's still, I mean, he's still, yeah, he's just entering his prime. Hey, history will bear me out. I'm comfortable with that. Like, like, uh, uh, uh what? I mean, you know, uh, LeBron had the early finals run, right? Yeah. But out, uh, but outside of that, I mean, he, he, you know, he had the um uh, in the early Cleveland years, he had the one finals run. No, then he he lost to the to the Magic to go to the finals. Yeah, and then the Celtics boxed him out a time or two. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not but, LeBron because LeBron was a, a superior defensive player. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when, when you're talking, but and that's again, the Jason Kidd coming. I'm not even. I'm not right. tackling this, that. But I'm it's the same. It, he has the same critique that that goes against Steph. That that goes against Harden and those guys. And that like the, you know, as great as you are, you're really great on one side of the ball. And when we talk about some of the the absolute upper tier guys. Yeah. They did more. And that's the point that I'm making. Let's not fool ourselves and elevate this guy too high. But that's, and we but go into this season. That's and Jason Kidd, man. That's not, that's I not us. That. I get that's not me Jason and Kidd. that's not us. But I get it. I'm just I'm <laughs> Who speaking, else is saying I'm that? speaking to Jason Kidd. Then. Well, speak to Jason. But you're speaking to me now. And I'm not saying he's Jordan. Okay. I'm not saying he's All right, LeBron. Good. I'm glad I'm mad, but I'm, I'm upset for 10 seconds I even talked about Jordan and the finals and, and LeBron. and Because I that you got me mixed up. And I'm... <laughs> Definitely, I'm one thousand percent not comparing Luka Doncic to LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's one thing I'm not doing. And what I, I am doing, I just wanted saying, to make the public service a, announcement so that we're not going too far in that direction. Right, right, right. What I am saying though, he is a top two, top three player in in this league in 2023, 2024, and he's the best offensive weapon that we do have in the NBA. That's just that, and that's just it's not even close in my um, assessment. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and he's no- an unwatchable piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? No. But what I learned, like, what what he brought out to me, is that for me, speed matters. I I need to have talent with speed, to be entertained. To be entertained. I do. But 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 do you want to win games? Other people, fast people, win. 
So he's not. Let's not stop. The guy's sitting in eighth place in the fucking West. Tyrese Maxey is the fastest in the league. Let's stop saying Luca like, is better. I understand he's better. I'm just saying, like my personal preference. You like you 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 prefer to... watching Tyrese Maxey, right? I would, yeah. And I would trade Tyrese Maxey for Luka Doncic. Like, uh, uh, hello. I know. I would trade him yesterday. I, I would trade a him. thousand years ago. I agree with the trade. I'm saying my Trey Young is faster than Luca. Do you think like Atlanta want that trade back? I don't like trade Young. But do you think Atlanta wants that 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 yeah? I'm, I'm not, that draft I'm back. Not, that we're, I'm not disputing that. I'm simply telling you that in my personal preference, one of the things I dislike about I don't like slow things. I don't like slow people. I don't like slow minds. I don't like Jokic is slow. I'm not a huge. I don't. I don't jerk off watching Jokic. <laughs> a lot of people do. They <laughs> <laughs> watch. They watch their assessment. Of yeah, it. yeah. I mean, that's wild. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, number one on this list is the Miami Heat. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. It is the Miami Heat, and I was surprised as well. But here you goes. Surprise the yourself. They're doing what Miami Heat do. Uh, they, they're not doing anything different. They're, you know, they're going to be, they're going to finish between six and eight. That's what they always do. And that's what makes them dangerous. The big teams, they beat, they end up beating them. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, seems like every single fucking year. Uh, Jimmy does this thing where during the regular season, you're questioning if he's close to the end. He doesn't, he has games sporadically where he has really good games. And the difference this year, though, is he still has those games where you look at his sporadic, sporadically good and he's really good. He hits a game winner here or he comes down the stretch, hit a couple, a lot of big buckets here and there. But the big games this year from other players that just have been so enormous to where his good games don't even look, you know, comparable, but they're the exact You're same. League wide. League wide. Okay, yeah. You know, these 70 yeah. point games. Yeah, these, yeah, okay. You know, these, uh, you know, Whatever, Jokic, 40-point triple-doubles and stuff. It looks different, but Jimmy is like is staying the exact same. His 30 points is a big game for him, 30 points and 10 rebounds, a game winner, or five points in the last, whatever, 10, 10 seconds here. And <laughs> that team is – and, you know, the the, play, the pieces that, that they let go that we talked about before the season started, doesn't matter. They have a rookie in there. Who, who who's the third best rookie in the league and uh, what was the Hakez or something? Yeah, Jaime Hakez. Jaime Hakez. He's been fucking awesome. Who yeah. would have thought that? Yeah. Um. And, and the rest of the team. I mean, they're, they're um. You know, Kyle Lowry. You know, as um. Did they get rid of him or release? Yeah, they got. Him or they got no, they, they, they. He was part of the trade for um. Uh, from the Celtics, Terry Rozier. For Terry. Yeah. yeah for Terry. Not Celtics. Obviously, uh, the Hornets. The Hornets. You which know. is which is I've always liked Rozier. I liked him when he was a Celtic. I think he's got like you know, like he plays hard. He's got a little moxie too. He's he's, he's 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 boom or bust though, yeah. but which is good, but but still good for Miami because he gives them that that scoring punch, um, aside alongside Hero, and he gives you a little bit more athleticism in the guards. Like with Lowry, over Lowry, Lowry yeah, 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 Lowry was there, and then again when you you know you're getting minutes with Duncan Ferguson and and like some of these other guys, Duncan Robinson. And and Hero's not terribly athletic, so it gives you another guy. The guy that I felt was very good in the playoffs last year, uh, was it Martin? Yes, Longer Caleb. Guy, Caleb, yeah. So I think like like Rozier gives them real roster versatility, um, and a nice nice addition there. Yeah, and, and also they have the best coach in basketball. I mean, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, his in-game adjustments, his strategies is just is is just bar none. So yeah, that is my that is my five there. Um, 
Again, Pacers at five, Suns at fourth, Knicks at three, Mavs at two, Miami Heat at one. Top five teams you do not want to see. Uh, I'm going to compliment you on that list because when, when we were talking about like you know, the the under the radar or off the grid teams, I was like, man, well, are there really five out there? But you found five. Yeah, valid arguments for each. Yeah, well done, Bubba. I wanted to add the 76ers in there just because we're off the grid now, and they're saying that Embiid yeah. is supposed to come back before the playoffs. Uh, but I didn't say what four weeks they're talking about. Four weeks he would be reevaluated. Um, Ooh, so not okay. yeah, not a definite comeback in four weeks. Yeah, I, I, I if he does come back, I, it's definitely like uh, right before the playoffs. But even then, he's going to be out of shape. He's not going to be right. So I'm not sure. I think the interesting thing with the Sixers though will be like, where do they end up positionally going into the playoffs? Because then that that could flip the dynamic. If they somehow stay like four or higher. Then you know they're then they're facing like a, a you know opponent theoretically that's they're supposed to beat. But if they drop down into the play-in stuff, you know then they become that team like oh god do we really want to play, you know a now seven seed sixer team with Embiid back? If well, we're definitely going to fall there. Yeah, um, because yeah. these guys are just not good. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know I mean um, you know Maxi is Maxi Maxi is good he's an all star, but outside of that uh, these guys are just not good. And uh, it really shows you. I mean, but but to say not good is a is is is, is, is not a fair statement because you know they built this team around Embiid. So you got you have a lot of uh, catch and shoot players, uh, you know, uh, particular you know defenders and things like that. Um, and they and it looks different and it looks better around Embiid. But when Embiid is out, there's no one that is, is causing double teams, right? So these guys are not open. Yeah. And so they're not taking open threes anymore, and it's, and they're not creating shots. And the thing about Max, he's, he's only a self-creator right now. It's so young in his career. He's not a he's not a creator for others. He's a creator for self. And um and that and that really hurts the team. And and not hurts the team. It's just we don't you know. And Tobias, he's another guy who's he looks better around B, but when the B's not there. I just wish he would go in the barn with a shotgun and <laughs> do himself in. Yeah. No, it, but it's it's a great point. Like you construct a team around your star. Yeah, yeah. And it's the way you have to do it. Yeah, you know, like the the financial realities of NBA basketball is that yeah. you have to do that. And then when that star goes down, you're you're really stuck in a yeah. in a difficult position because basically everybody on the roster gets pushed or stretched. A spot too far. Yeah, and now you're just trying to 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 survive in that situation. Um, it's it's difficult, man. But in an ideal world, you do want what some other teams have. Like if when Kyrie misses twenty games, I mean, you know, Luca could kind of, or and and the opposite. If Luca misses whatever ten to fifteen games, and Kyrie's there, Kyrie can hold it for it. With the Clippers, you know, if Kawhi go out, then you got Paul and you got. Hard and and that and because these other guys and that's and that's the difficult thing for the Sixers moving forward. I didn't want to make this to make a Sixers topic, but what's interesting is they're going to have to make a decision whether they want to go for the two or for the three stars, because again, Maxi is not a creator for others. When you look at these other teams, their second star can create for others. And, and 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 that's the thing, you know. So Giannis and Dame, both of those guys can do that. Um, um, 
Jalen Brown, not so much. So I guess you have that. But you have Drew Holiday over there. He can create for others. And, so, and, so and to, to be you fair, know, in a Celtic dynamic. I mean, Derek White does a lot. Of Derek White does a lot of that. Yeah, you know, uh, you have White and Holiday over there. So yeah, so it, it, you know, it's a roster construction issue. But we have cap space. We have things things to trade for. We have, so we, I'll see where he goes. They're talking about getting um, uh, the shooter from the Pacers, Buddy Hield. Which again, that's just a guy who will look better around Embiid. They're talking about, you know, um, uh, maybe you know Bruce Browns of the world, things like that. So they're not talking about getting another star. So that'd be interesting. So they're counting on Embiid to come back and make a run this 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 year. So we'll yeah. see. But it, and I know, like when when Harden went to the Clippers, you know, I remember I was fairly critical of it. But like the one thing that I said is like their whole strategy might be that we're going to have enough of these guys that if one or even two, we still might have something sustainable. Yeah. Because they've literally, since Kawhi and Paul George arrived, have never gotten to the end of the season and had those two guys healthy. They and they, they've always been in this situation where they just didn't have enough. And it's like with the Harden trade, it's like we've got, you know, including Russ, we've got three, three and a half, four guys that, that you can kind of play around. If yeah, but they've to. been they've been really blessed this year because Kawhi's only missed like two to three games. Right, but and he's right. he's the league MVP right now. Right now, you yeah. have you know everybody's healthy, everything's great, and yeah. and like they're twenty five and five in this situation. Yeah, so they're playing at a tremendous level. the The question is, are they all going to be healthy in the playoffs in two months? And then you know, but that but that's where they hedge their bet. Like, hey, we got four guys. Maybe we might have three. We might still be enough to to win. And that's yeah. that's the thing. I mean, honestly, I mean, the the more you look at it, if 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 they're all healthy, like who beats them? It's gonna it, be tough. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. And uh, the, the 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 only team I could foresee really beating them is Denver, um, because they have an offsetting piece, right? The Clippers yeah. are they're 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 vulnerable inside. Yeah. Um. So you you have that yokish piece. It's um, almost the one thing they're not suited to deal with. Right, right, right. Yeah. But anything else, I mean, like uh, the other teams, like uh, the Mavs and the OKC Thunder and uh, the, the the Pelicans, I think the Clippers are they're, they're, that's, they're made for those teams. Yeah. So I, they won't have an issue there. But, the, the, yeah, the Denver is that one caveat there. Yeah. Even like you, even you go to, like, you know, like a Dallas in a series. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, they can, they can like – have Kawhi go at go at you know, no that's why I said yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Luka, they're, they're Luka. suited for the Mavs yeah and it's yeah. yeah I mean it'd be really interesting or they could have Paul George do it and like and then yeah. that, you know they have enough offense with the other guys that mm-hmm. they can you know really lock in and do that almost you almost become like a glorified role player but you have an assignment you do it yeah yeah you know no for sure for sure um this Clay thing man so Clay Thompson he has uh he's been benched in their last two uh fourth quarter games there uh which the Golden State Warriors have actually won and uh, he, he last game he was benched in favor of their second round rookie, late second round rookie at that. And is um, that the Pazinski guy, Pazinski guy, yeah, or? something like that. Okay. And um, and so you know Clay was at the locker and they had to ask him and they they asked him, you know, how does he feel about the, the young guys? But he's not getting burned. So it was a really tough situation. And then Draymond comes in and and adds in. And we talked about Clay a little early in the season. And, um, you know, we know that it's a, it's a tough season. It's not awful. He's not awful this year. It's just that, you know, he's he, it's, 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 he's on a max contract. He's, he's not performing as that. He knows he's not performing as what he would like to do. 
He's actually younger than Steph. I don't know if uh, people know that, but Clay yeah. is only like 32, 33 years old. So it's it, you know you're supposed to be in your prime still, really. You're not supposed to be past your prime at this age, but clearly he is. Um, and he, but two, but two he's coming major, off of, yeah, he's major coming off injury. of big two big back-to-back major injuries. Yeah, um, ha- have really taken his his thing away. And again, it as a professional, as a competitor. He's tremendously frustrated with himself, yeah. with the things that he can't do. And he knows this better than we do because mm-hmm. he feels it, knows the plays. I used to be able to do that. I can't get to that spot now. And, and he feels that night to night, play to play. And that's brutal to go through as an athlete. And then, you know, it's it's to the extent now, I think it has clearly affected his confidence. It's affected his body language. It's affected him now as a teammate. You know, he's begrudgingly saying the right things, but a lot of the stuff you see in the sideline and the body language tells you this is a guy that's just struggling with this whole process. And it, Dr- Draymond was, was very much in that place when he was melting down earlier. He was frustrated with himself and, and things like that. And his, his manifestation of that was to take additional cheap shots at people. <laughs> and, and that's what he did. Right. He just, that's the way he acts out. Clay is a different personality type. He acts out in a different way. But those two guys are in the same freaking position. And it's sad and it's tough, but it's inevitable. Uh, because, they're, you know, I mean, particularly Clay's always, you know, kind of been a great guy. I mean, he's been just a funny guy in the NBA, a great competitor and all of that. The difference and, and to see him go through this is it's difficult to watch. What's funny is the difference between the two. And most people, if you ask most people, when you think about their their runs, they're going to they're going to contribute Clay to be more important to go to state runs than Draymond, like or say that Clay was the better player. I've always sided towards Draymond to be in that because you just, you have to look you know, it has to be more than than shooting the ball, right? And that's the thing. This year, Clay hasn't been awful shooting the ball. Now lately, he's been awful. But if you look at the the, the collection of the total year, I mean, he's shooting about thirty six, thirty seven percent, which is slightly above league average. Like that's 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 okay. You know, that's that's fine. You're, yeah. you're slightly above average there. All right, but really, his hit has been on the defensive side of the ball. That's that's why they have to take him out of these games. They they're not they don't have to take him out of these games because he's missing some threes. You're gonna you're gonna miss some, you're gonna make some. You know, Steph Steph went like two games in a row where he was like oh for whatever, twenty or something like that or something early yeah. in the year. So you that's gonna happen. But defensively he just cannot move anymore. You know, like this second round picky, I mean, you know, he's a weak shooter, but he can move and guard guys and stay in front of guys uh, a, a little more. Draymond you know, the thing is, he's, he's he's just always going to be there, and have been defensively uh, for him. You know, when when he was when he was struggling, it was more of like bad decisions, like you said, fighting guys and 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 his shooting. Just <laughs> I mean, he was never the strongest shooter, but he really went to shits, and and they just didn't people didn't have to you know guard him at all. So it was just, it's just, it's been a different situation. They never had to bench Draymond. You know, they never had to take him off the court in favor of another player. So it's 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 just it's, it's a different situation. And also, you know, it's also interesting is they you know they offered Clay a contract at the beginning of this year. Yeah. You know, he's a free agent after this year. They offered him a contract. He turned it down because it was a it wasn't a max. You know yeah. what I mean? He yeah. thought he thought that that was disrespectful and he's done this and that. Now well, I wonder if he's wishing he would have took that money. Well, don't I mean here the reality is like that 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 is very much a part of what's happening. Like, you know, he made that decision betting on himself. Yeah. And most successful athletes 
their success and achievements are rooted in betting on yourself. Facts. Now you're in a situation where you made the bet on yourself and you know you're losing the bet. Yeah. And, and like so you, you you have your on-court moments where you're not doing what you're supposed to do or not what you what you think you're capable of doing. It's all building. You're realizing we're we're in the back half of the season now. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get near the offer that was on the table before the year. I may not, they may not even want me here again for under any conditions. You don't know. And you're not, at this point, you're not particularly attractive to any team that's a contending team. Do you want out if you're Clay? That, I think, is what he's struggling with. Like, if he had the upper hand in this, and he's like, well, you know, hey, I recognize they don't want to do this, but I, you know, I'm playing well. I know I could help a a team, I can help Milwaukee, I can help whoever, the lake, whatever. Like, you'd feel good. But the, it's it's so bad right now. Like, who's the team that he helps? And it's extra embarrassing now. I mean, because again, you know, there's the thing, like, it doesn't matter who starts the game, but you, you definitely want to finish a game. And he's not finishing games. Yeah. Like, you got to realize what an enormous slap in the face that is. Yeah. Like, when you're a guy that's Especially won multiple championships, <laughs> but you've won multiple championships. Yeah. You've been on the floor in Oh, absolute high leverage moments yeah. uh, you know it, it, as big a moments as this era has given us and now you're you're over on the bench as an observer like that's brutal yeah that is horrific mm. and i'm not saying it's not deserved i get where we're coming from and and i think that people particularly people that are younger like they're not even going to know like like clay was like a legit two way force that was his thing like he could he could oh, erupt yeah. offensively, but the thing about those good the championship caliber warrior teams was he was a really good defender. Yes, he could stay with guys, defend guys, give very good players a hard time. Draymond quarterbacked the defense with his anticipation and play reading, and they covered for Steph. Well, now Clay's you know, defense is diminished to a level like you can only cover so many things. Yeah. You can't cover Steph and him defensively with what you currently got. And Draymond, I mean, yeah, he's still a communicator, but he's not what he was defensively. No, 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 he's a diminished product and so as well. There, there's just nothing going on defensively. And that's, you know, the elite part of this, you know, the, the the Splash Brothers and all that, you know, it still came down to defense. They were a championship team because they could put the clamps on people when it mattered. And now they're they haven't been, and that's the biggest drop off they have. You know, you highlight it's like his shooting percentage is not you know unacceptable. It's maybe not its peak, but it's the the drop off is the defense, and then specifically the environment in which he's defending with other aging guys that can't really defend. Yeah, you know, and they really the way their their rotations have gone and stuff like that, they really haven't even like found a place for Peyton, who's usually a plus defender. Yeah. And so he's out of the rotation, and he was a guy that they could put on the floor that could guard different types of guys mm-hmm. and, and, and provide some coverage for the other guys, and he's not in the rotation. Like you said, the, the guy that's playing for Clay, he might be better than current Clay on defense, but he's not a, a, a move-the-needle defender either. No, no, no. This is yeah, a team. Yeah. This yeah. is a team as presently constituted cannot guard people. Yeah. And you, you, there's no recipe to to win a lot of games if you can't guard anybody. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Now, you know, I struggle sometimes. I say I, I I'll take him, you know. But the you know, it is tough. I I don't think they're gonna move him. I just I you know, it may be to their detriment. You know, because if if there if there if there is a, a move to be made, I think the Golden State should make it. 
You know what I mean? Um, it, but I, what I, what I'm saying is they shouldn't just hold on to him because hey, he's he's helped us out and he's been there for this championship run and X, Y, and Z. That 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 that's not a valid reason to keep him. But you're alluding to like a move before the deadline now. Yes, yes, yes. Before yeah, before, yeah. yeah basically and that's today, and that's whatever, like tomorrow. again, look at what's happening. You've already dropped his value because he's, you're not playing him in clutch situations. Like who's who wants him right now? Who thinks that that's a midseason move that gets him over? Does the he hump? still have enough name cachet though to oversee? Because it could be like a situation thing, or a, you know, it, it, it's not, you know, it could because it's not like a, you know, it's I, I, the only thing I can think of. But it's not like a Ben Simmons situation. No, you know, not it's it's, 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 it's a, not. But again, you, you're like the better teams are probably better teams because they're smart. And they make good decisions, and I don't think Clay Thompson's a good decision. But he's only a rental. He's only. It's not like it's not like you have to put but up for another two, three but years. But you still have to give something of value well, that's, that's, to that's, him. That's that maybe, and that, that's you I'm have saying. to. Like the Warriors, the Warriors are not just gonna give up Clay Thompson. Why for, not? For, if they, if in their mind they're saying we're just going to move off of him next year and, and utilize that. But but, but here, here's why they're not going to do that. Is that. Nobody's gonna offer anything of good value for Clay Thompson right now before this trade deadline because it's a one, it's a three month rental, and the Warriors are not gonna going nowhere. The Warriors are not going anywhere. They're not gonna give up Clay, a franchise legend, for peanuts for three months. They can get to the end of this year and they can mutually part ways or whatever you want to do and do it with some class or dignity. But to, you know, to give up Clay Thompson for, for you know, two bench guys with, you know, whatever, and a first. that's not going to move. Nobody's going to give a first for Clay Thompson right now. Nobody's going to do that. Maybe, for, maybe not. For three months of diminished Clay Thompson. And that, that's, that's why I said what I said. Like the better teams are better for a reason. Yeah. Like they're not going to make that move. You know, in a vacuum some team maybe in the off season who thinks maybe we'll add Clay Thompson and be better, you know, they might make that kind of move and give up a first round pick. But you know, the Celtics, the Bucks, the you know, the Sixers, the the Clip, no, they're not going to do that. And yeah. that's the team that you know like they would do that. But you know, to to ship him off to the Bobcats for, you know, two bags <laughs> of fucking peanuts. Like come on. He'd be running up and down with LaMelo there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to this Austin Rivers thing really quick here. Um, the video is going to play. Where are you at, Austin? Okay, here we go. I mean, I, mean, I, I hope, hope it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. I, do I, I don't want to see Bronny play with his dad. I really don't. Why? If he is to go in the draft or if he gets picked, it would be great to get picked up by a contending team that could help him put him in a situation because he does have talent. He does have uh, basketball IQ. He yeah. has potential. Him going and play with his dad. At this point in his career, just because Bronny's success isn't at a top-tier level, right. him getting drafted and playing with his dad, it just I don't want that negativity to come his way because he doesn't deserve it. LeBron James is the most popular basketball player to ever play other than who? Maybe Michael Jordan? Right. This is, it just would be a lot, man. Right. You know what I mean? And I just, I, I, I hope for the kid that he's able to not only play in the NBA, but play somewhere where he can kind of niche out his own identity. He, his name's already Bronny. You know what I mean? Everything that we talk about with him, it always kind of folds back to his dad, rightfully so. He plays for USC, and his dad plays down the street for the Lakers. It's just an insane situation, and the way he's handled it, I I'm a fan of Bronny. I really am, but I, I hope it, it goes somewhere else. I really do. Yeah. So what was your overall take on that before we get to the Steven Jackson piece? I think that uh, Austin Rivers is uniquely situated to make that comment. Yeah. Because this is a guy that, again, he was a high, high-level high school guy. 
He goes to Duke. He, he's a lottery pick in the NBA, and, and, and not by any surprise. But he got off to a slow start in the, in the NBA career and ended up playing for his dad. And that, yeah. that like, shadowed his entire experience. I mean, there was a lot of haters out there, you know, that that just felt, oh, he's only in the league because of his dad. <laughs> and, and I always push back against that because I've known Austin since he was in seventh grade when he first was, like, the best seventh grader in the country. Yeah. You know, and I knew him then. And I've you know known him kind of all along. And it's like I've always respected – his work ethic, and I've always respected the way, way he's approached it. And I've been on the, you know, I've been on the the side of the court when you know, like you know, he would get a call in a high school in an AAU game, and everybody, you just got that call against your dad, you ain't shit. like. I heard <laughs> that stuff. Like, and when you're that guy, and he was that guy, like nobody else in the gym, nobody else in fucking wide world of sports at Disney is getting that. And I'm sure, like Bronny's had that similar because I mean, LeBron's bigger than Doc, and. And all that. And so, I mean, to me, he's uniquely situated to say, hey, pump the brakes. This this might not be as great as you think it is. Now, there's a part of me, and I've kind of felt this, like, as a dad, um, it'd be pretty awesome to, like, play with your son. That would be some, you know, an amazing thing. And, and as a father, I see that, and I see how special that would be. But I completely understand where Austin's coming from for this. And and particularly, I, again, if if Bronny was further along, maybe if it, if he was like decisively a top five pick, you know, maybe it's all different because he's already like kind of his own, you know, guy. And there's a greater expectation that, you know, he you know he he stands on his own. But the reality is, he's had a you know a pretty poor, underwhelming season at USC. If he does go into the draft this year or next without a major improvement, like there's going to be a sense. Oh, that team only took him because LeBron's his dad and they want to play together. He's going to have to overcome that some way. And the reality is LeBron is so big, like Austin was talking about. You're not getting out from underneath that shadow. You're just not. To the point yeah. where it's like, what, 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 what is the problem here? What is the, what is the issue with what Austin says? Yeah. He's speaking from experience. He has experience. His dad played in the NBA and coached. Okay, he was on uh, Doc Rivers' team. He saw all of like you just like all the things you just said. He, all, all of the nonsense and BS that the, the, the that people were commenting and saying and still say to this day, even though Austin is not even actively on an NBA roster, he's only there because of Doc. He's ex and you know it's it's just he's speaking from a place. That he knows, he's speaking from a place that he's been to, he's traveled to, he's been, you know, he's been there, done that. Yeah. So for Stephen Jackson to come and comment, just randomly comment under this, uh, uh, and say, you know, um, you know, and your daddy, not LeBron, shut up. And then he says, the difference is you trash, Bronny, not you can't compare to him, scrub. What, 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 what? First of all, where are you getting that from? Where is your how, uh, what uh, what's to say that Bronny is better than Austin? Well, I mean, like first of all, what, what, square it up, honestly. Like Austin, at this exact point, freshman year of college, he was a higher regarded high school prospect. He was a top, you know, literally top five high school product. Kind of fell behind Anthony Davis late in that 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 recruiting cycle, but signed with Duke immediately. Played at this time last year, he hit a game winning shot. 
I got, I almost got evicted. He, 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 on that, that shot? <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah. got evicted. A game with a shot against North Carolina, their number one rival. Yeah, you know, in in, in what yeah you know, what what many feel is the best rivalry in college basketball. I mean, he's way ahead of where Bronny is. So so yeah. So where are you getting this information from that Bronny is a is better than Austin? Yeah. At what point? What are you, like? What are you talking about? Not, okay. Now take that part out of it, and then I, I, you know. I, I, <laughs> And your and your daddy not LeBron. Well, Austin didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything close to that. He was just comparing that situation, which is a similar situation. Yeah, you you can't go around it. It's a similar situation in, in the in the modern era. Like that, he's the closest thing to having anything comparable to what Bronny's gone through. Yeah, and I'll concede there are significant differences, but in the modern era. That is the closest parallel we have. So whether he's right or wrong, he's qualified to, to speak on the situation and give his point of view. And there is no dissing. He's not dissing uh, Bronny. All he's saying is, hey, you know, uh, at the level that Bronny is at now, I don't think it would be such a great idea to play on the same team as LeBron because of the comments. I, 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 <laughs> and, and you know, and I know Stephen Jackson has that show, all the smoke, and he's in the media. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he 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 needs to get back in the news. But he does this every once in a while. He'll do this. Well, he'll create something. You know, uh, he did that thing with Kwame Brown and went back and forth there. And he'll do this every once in a while. But just, just come out of the blue with some crazy statement just to i don't know he's going to be in a news cycle for the next couple of days but it's like yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean i also think like like again their podcast is like good enough that he doesn't need to do this like it it stands on its own it's good they have great content they have great stuff maybe you don't need to to do this i i i won't say maybe it is a good podcast they do have um good content but if you really want to think about it and say it they're a lot of these newer podcasts with with professional ball players are over. They're doing better, and they're better watches. Yeah, and 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 maybe part of that reason is because they have you know a lot of hot takes on them and things like that. But if you think about it, man, a lot of these athletes, you know, all the smoke was it wasn't the first by any stretch, but it, it was early on in the, in, the, in the process. A lot of other athletes have gotten platforms and shows post all the smoke and and a lot of them are doing a lot better i'd rather watch jj reddick over all the smoke i'd rather watch shannon sharp over all the smoke i'd rather watch uh, uh ryan and those guys over all the smoke uh oh, the, uh, oh yeah the pivot yeah the pivot I, yeah. it's a lot of these other athletes uh cam noon it's a lot of other athletes i'd rather watch i don't like cam before Dude. i get to i do uh, not like smoke. cam Dude. if he gets a good interview I, yeah. I don't watch i don't watch just on regular just yeah, like no, every I, day. I, I can't tolerate him. if he gets a if he gets an interesting interview i'll, I'll yeah. watch though he's too much of an ass clown it, it, yeah, but he he he's he, he sometimes he's accurate. he's accurate on that on that uh on the game managers, um what, and, what and everybody shitted on him. What wait, what was his take on the game? Managers? When he was talking about uh, Purdy and Dak, it was I remember it was like the middle of the season, and he came out was like you know Dak is a game manager and Purdy, and this was when Dak was fucking the Dallas was doing awesome and it was uh you know big games. Purdy was the league MVP and all of that, and he said. There's only a couple of of quarterbacks that that move the needle and are that guy, and uh, but guys like Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are game managers. He named a couple more, 
um, that were obvious, but everybody was shitting on him. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah, but he, I mean, and he wrong got to be a thousand percent accurate. Well, but if Purdy wins on Sunday, I don't think that. I mean, that doesn't what does look that say? as good. Why? Purdy, I mean, Purdy made some plays. There. I mean, I'm still not a huge fan. But a I lot mean, of quarterbacks that win he, Super Bowls he, make plays. He though. made some plays, and he, you know, he he started to show a bit more than game manager. I thought. And again, if he wins Sunday, I think it's going to take a little something special. Yeah, I mean, of course, it depends on on what it looks but like. But I'm saying, like, like he comes out and throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns. What well, you know? But yeah. I'm saying, like, what is Bubble like, or Cam talking? Well, I mean, about? Cam would have been a thousand percent right if Purdy lost already, if he was home. And the fact is, he's not. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that's. You can't be saying somebody's we've a already point. Yeah, correct. because we've already we've already. Uh, we've already went through this. We know that Purdy is a game manager. Game managers can win Super Bowls. Game managers can can make can play well in Super Bowls. We've seen it a hundred times or not whatever, f- ten, fifteen, whatever the times it was. We've seen it, and and but we've already established throughout this season that he's a game manager. That he he is the support of the team. This team is fucking loaded, man. You know, it's I think I think it was Kittle who said like. Uh, and if you think about it, it's kind of true. But he's like, he's like, I'm on a team with a bunch of superheroes. Which, when you look at like Trent Williams, you look at Bosa, yeah. you look at Kittle, you look at McCaffrey, you yeah. know, they, they Debo, do have they, Debo, yeah, they they Debo do, may be the biggest superhero of them all. They do have some dudes for sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. Again, I, I've, I've already said I'm a little tired of the Purdy thing. I, you know, I get the game manager thing. I'm not completely sold. But I think we have to keep some perspective in the sense of this. This is year two for this guy. Mm -hmm. He's shown growth in this year. He got hurt in the playoffs last year. Uh, But he's shown growth. He's made some plays when they've needed plays to be made in the playoff. And, you know, there was a period of time when Tom Brady was a game manager. Yeah. And he evolved beyond that. Yeah, you can't can't evolve. That's why I – that's why I – and what I'm hesitating on is when you're saying this is a thousand percent right, because we we don't know what we're seeing with Purdy. No, 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 no. And Dak, you miss, you with, miss, you miss. And I don't know if you're missing it or what. But what you are doesn't mean what you what what you have become. Right. Yes, Tom Brady was a game manager. If, right. if Cam Newton would have said that, the, whatever the first year, second year, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, and they did win the Super Bowl. And even though he won the Super Bowl, he still was a game manager. If Cam Newton says, "Hey, Tom Brady's a game manager," nobody would have argued because he was a thousand percent correct. Uh, uh, and Purdy could still win the Super Bowl this year, but he's still correct now. As like as you say, as time goes on, and he grows, he gets better, or whatever. Yeah, things will change. If you become a better player. Then you become a better whatever you know what I'm saying a uh, uh, yep. adjective, um, but yeah, but that's but 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 that's that. Now, uh, but on this, I think we've established Stephen Jackson is out of bounds, out of bounds, <laughs> and the fucking clown, and the clown. Wow, yeah, harsh words for Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. No, I just I, I it just to me it's 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 just a bad take. Um, let me give a quick shout out here, uh, to to Coach Baruti and the and the guys here. So on February eighteenth, they're having another pop up shop. Now, these pop up shops are really interesting because they have the pop up shop and then they do the 
brotherhood, manhood, fatherhood conversation that you've been a part of, I've been a part of yes. as well. But the pop-up shop is really amazing because they have these vendors that come out there and, and they have a, this really good food truck that comes out and give, you know that serves really good food uh, for a good price. Then they okay. have the uh, indoor cigar place too. Indoor cigar place. So you have cigars, you have, uh, uh, you know, these the, the, what the women wear, the Pandora things, those people out there, uh, different clothes. You have uh, 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 natural soaps. Um, and things like that. Um, then you have uh, and liquor, they, liquor drinks too. Liquor drinks and even even the 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 funny sweets, man. The edibles, they're out there too. Any a lot of things that you could think of that's going to be out here at this pop up shop at really great prices. Okay, all black businesses. February eighteenth, the address and everything is on that exclusive pop up shop. And then you can stop in for the conversation. Love matters. Okay, um, it's the Valentine's Day show. Okay, so uh, you know they're going to be talking uh, some really good stuff there. And what's really what's really cool, having been on that uh, th- that conversation twice, like it's an open forum. Now there'll be like a panel of speakers, but there's a place for people to sit and watch, and you it's easy to participate. Like if somebody says something that you want to have a take on, you know, you're free to basically stand up, say you know, what your opinion is, engage in the conversation, which is really fun. I mean, it, it, it's really you know, a, a great setup and, and to have the opportunity to kind of talk about some of these things. He really loves that love, though. That's like one of Coach Baruti's big things, man. He's, he's all about love and relationships and those matters. So it'd be funny, like, it's this is after Valentine's Day, so I don't know if people be able How to How much say, love is going to be around Yeah, people there. be able to express what, you know, what their Valentine's Day was like. Did yeah. It, did it meet expectations? Was there a disappointment? Like, could be an interesting conversation. There you go. There you go. All right. Just some fun here. I don't know if you can you see these faces here? Uh some of them, yeah. Yeah, so I came across this on, on social media. I thought this was very interesting. Basically, who would win out of these, you know, uh, on these 3 and 3 on 3 matchups? Team Red is Joel Embiid, Michael Jordan, and James Harden. Okay? Team Yellow, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Team Green, Larry Bird, Larry Legend. Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Huh. Interesting matchups here. Yeah. I know who I have here. I had a little more time to assess than you, though. All right. What are you looking at? What are you seeing here? Jeez. Um, this is this is this is some interesting stuff. I'm going with Team Red. You're going with Team Red. No, I, nobody has an answer to 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 uh, Embiid at all. And I, I'm and I'm going with in a interesting turn of events. I'm going with Team Yellow. Okay. Okay. On on face value, so I understand, and and most people were saying Team a lot of you know it was between Team Red and, and Yellow, and and Team Red's argument is what you said is the other teams don't have a um, answer for and be there. Yeah. But. I just Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. What are we doing? I mean, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Steph Curry. You 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 take that three and you and, and whatever happens happens. Like, you know, LeBron was a one through five guy. You know, it, now he's I not going to stop. I, I guess the premise is, is, is: Are you playing three v three? Three v three. See, I that I that. So, so not a lot of time an, to double an team. Open, do an open this. court game. Like you know, like if it was more of an open court, I would go with Team Yellow. But 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 professionals play could still play uh, full court, three on three, four on four. You don't think so? Well, I mean, 
you know, international FIBA 3v3 is yeah. 3v3. It's not up up and down. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. If it's three it's guys, one it's going to be... Yeah, yeah. So that's like... Because they're going to have it at the Olympics next time around, I think. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. So it's, it's not a side... It's not, a, not even a short side no, court? No, no, no. It's all, you know, from the top. Like, like the big three. Like, it's basically like the big three style with some di- a little bit different rules. But that's in that setting, like, you're going to be able to anchor and beat every possession. You're not going to be able to run him out of a game. And that's what I, I kind of But is MB going to anchor? He can, yeah. I mean, but but you can do whatever you want. Like, you can do, you know, you could post Michael. You could post, you know, Harden if you want. You can, you know, and, and MB can step out and shoot and, and whatever and cause problems. I, I just feel that that team in a half-court game and a 3v3 setting is going to be the hardest to deal with. And then Harden's going to want the ball. Uh, no, no. I, <laughs> he's going to want to do his, no, no. his dribble, 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 dribble pass. Here's the thing. You know? Michael will walk over there and punch him in the face. <laughs> he will. That's that, not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got. Like, you, you, you this, ain't, <laughs> this ain't the fucking Rockets, motherfucker. <laughs> he has that Houston jersey. Go just, stand in the corner. He has that Houston jersey on, so that's, that yeah. means that's Houston version of, of, of yeah, James. It, it, it don't matter. <laughs> Now, what do we say about the alpha when you're in the same room at the same time? <laughs> Shit's different, and he would he would realize that pretty quick. <laughs> about his second crossover, it'd be like motherfucker, give me the ball. Not a ton of people was picking Team Green, but that's an interesting team too. The funny thing is they're wonderfully sort of like they're they're wonderfully balanced in height. They're yeah. like all like nearly the same height. Yeah. And the biggest thing I thought about though is that like Giannis. Because the problem, without him being able to shoot, it'll allow Embiid to guard him, guard him off, and then let the other guys play. And I think that that would, yeah. that would hurt that the functionality of Team Green yeah. to a degree. But um, on offense, it will work well, though, because Larry is a, is a facilitator. He can be. Yeah, oh, for sure. Great, you know? great underrated facilitator. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, yeah, and then uh, you know Tatum can do the ISO stuff, and again, mm-hmm. you got three guys. I mean, even to a degree, defensively, it kind of works because you're all kind of the same height. You're all you know kind of oh, switchability, kind of switchability, yeah, and have yeah, that yeah, going yeah, for yeah. you. You're not worried about a, a screen like yeah. my team. You're worried about Steph being screened to death, even in a three on three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Steph could just get targeted almost by any one of these teams. Yeah, yeah. because of that, and that's that. That was another thing I low key when I was looking at it push me to to red a little bit more all we need is one rebound though one rebound rebound. and a kick out uh uh, what i'm saying is to get the ball if it's make it take it we just need one rebound oh okay and then we're just not giving the ball back (laughs) that's all (laughs) um let me see here let's go to um let's go here uh let me go here because we can go caleb last all right i'm gonna play a, a video here um, this was this was interesting. It was uh, I saw this on social media about a guy explaining about uh, uh, his, his his girlfriend having guy friends. Okay. okay, so we'll react to that one second. Here. What do you, do you feel, feel about, about your, your girl, girl having guy friends? That's absolutely unacceptable. I don't think that men and women can be friends. What if it was a guy she knew before she met you? No way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Is it no way she can't text or call them, or is it just no way she can't hang out with them? I'll put it to you this way. I don't ever tell a woman what she can and can't do. However, if she does certain things, I'm no longer with her, if that makes sense. So where do you draw the line? Uh, If he's not your brother or your cousin or your father or your uncle, then you shouldn't have any communication with him, you know? 
unless it's a coworker and, and it's only at work. You see what I'm saying? I think that I think that men we know what men want. Uh, you know, some women like to say, "Oh, I don't." You know, I don't look at men that way. Uh, he's just my friend. And a lot of women also like to say, you need to be a little bit more secure, a little bit more confident. You need to trust your woman more. And it has nothing to do with trust. It has more so to do with our biological urge to be territorial with our women after we claim her as ours. We're very protective over them. And not only that, men know men, especially when you've been around the block a few times. You understand a man's nature, and you understand a woman's nature. So, yeah, absolutely not. What you think about that? I, I mean, I, I, he's got some good points. <laughs> I, I do think the main thing that you look at, like, so, I I think it's the women's perspective is right. It's it's oh, you're insecure, you this that and the other thing, but it's it to me from a guy's perspective, it's really you know what other dudes are about. Mm. You know what you're about. And that's the biggest thing. Like, you know that any guy sitting there in the friend zone is, like, waiting for the opportunity to strike. I mean, we're like coiled cobras. That's what we do. And that's, like, that's the reality. And so you know, like, it may be, like, totally cool friendship, blah, 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 blah. But it's like you're going to fight with your partner. And when you fight with your partner, if she's going to this other dude, either hang out, blow off steam, whatever, where's that going to go? He's gonna, you know, smell vulnerability and take full advantage. That's that's the reality. And how many conversations have you had with a woman who they're telling you about somebody, and they almost seem naive to what the guy's doing, but you know what the guy's doing. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. Like you know, like oh yeah, this guy. He asked me if I live alone. Okay. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, and they didn't think, oh, they didn't think anything of that. What? No, he's wondering if he could come to your place and smash. Yeah. Like, that's what he's doing. So it's like, and I think the funny thing is, if you're, if you're in those situations, and like, you've heard that, like, naivety, you're kind of like, I can't trust this person. Like, they don't know the forest they're in. You know, they're not familiar with the animals in this jungle. <laughs> and that's just what it is. So, I mean, I get what he's saying. And, you know, if you, I mean, here's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you want a healthy relationship with a person? And, and a lot of times the answer, honestly, is no, you don't. Like, you value having this network of other friends and the attention that that gives you. You enjoy having this network of people that if you're not connecting or having friction with this person, then you got two or three other people. Like, I think that's how a lot of us are. And, like, if that's what you want, then, yeah, you know, hold on your guns and say, no, nah, I'm going to continue to talk to these friends and they're my friends and I'm going to do what I want to do. And like he said, I'm not going to prevent you from doing what you're going to do, but I'm going to make a choice for myself to get away from the situation. And that's just the reality. But if you want a healthy relationship with one person, like, you do need to do certain things. And, it, and it's to me, it's both ways. You know, a guy, you, you know, you can't, continue to cultivate like a bunch of female friendships if you're actually wanting to have a good relationship with a single female yeah but i, I still disagree with y'all i wanted to, <laughs> i wanted to hear you out and listen I, I understand where you're coming from i do yeah but at the end of the day at the end of the day i mean everyone should be able to be friends i mean if that's if that's the true and you have to be able to trust your partner i mean i mean that's what it comes down to if you don't trust that person you shouldn't be with them at the end of the day, you know, if, if, if she's saying that this is a friend 
and, and some guys are able to have uh, platonic uh, friendships. Like, they're able to be friends with someone without wanting to have sex with them. You know, um, now I understand, like, if they're spending a lot of time together, like, now you're getting into tricky waters because, you know, the more time you spend with someone, that's why all of these in-office relationships happen and things like that because you see this person and you're around this person all the time. Now, that's different. But but that, but that, that, that goes to my point of, like, what do you and that person want? If if you just if you want to just be the person but, but that you if, are, even if you want something real, that you are, even, even if you want something real, having a friend of the other sex, I, it, it, it should be fine. It should be okay. You should be able to should be able to do that, and your partner should, should but trust even, you. But even you even started to go down that road though. Like if you're spending certain amount of time and this and that, then it can get a little a little weird. Um. Yeah. With most with most people, but still, even with then, most people. That's <laughs> but no. But I'm, even then. You know, but most most friendships, most friendships, you don't spend a ton of time together. I mean, that's just not how friendships work. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm talking about regular, <laughs> you know, regular friendships. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but that's, like, that, you know, that, people may, get, you know, get up for lunch, hang out on the weekends, talk throughout the week. Like, that's that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying, and, and and things like that. But no, I I'm not on the extreme point that like you know you you literally have to swear off any, you know, thing of a friendship. But like there there you have to have a concept that like you know I I'm gonna have to conduct myself a certain way if I want this to work with this one person. Like I was with this girl and she was saying how um, she was gonna go on like this week cruise with her with a friend and it was a guy. What are we doing? <laughs> or, or she asked not she was going or anything but she asked like would it be okay we kind of had this planned and this this and that like you know that's you know that's different that's, that's, you know, that's, it's a little different man <laughs> but that's what I'm like there's all these little boundaries and like that's I, that, that's what I'm saying if you like again if you if you have a friend you maybe you grab lunch with them once every six weeks or something. It just you know, it's not like a set schedule, but it's like you're busy, yeah. you're you're spending time with this person that you want to be with and like whatever. Oh, once I have it, you know, whatever. Uh let's go grab lunch. That's not a big deal. That's not what I'm talking about. But like you say, like it's like okay, yeah, yeah, I've got this pre scheduled cruise with a with a guy. Like no. Like that's not <laughs> like we're not you know, that's not what we're trying to accomplish here. But yeah. again, like if you you know if you if that's if that's what your lifestyle is, if you're comfortable with that, if you don't need to have like an exclusive person and both of you are just kind of like, hey, it's cool. We like each other. We vibe when we're here, but we also do other stuff with other people. It is what it is. And mm -hmm. that's, I mean, it, it, I, we're all free to make our own choices. And if, you know, if you're in a situation and it's just not, it's not good for you, like, yeah, get the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's that's really the you know the best way to go about it. But I get what he's saying, and 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 I look at it. If you and that other person are serious about having a relationship that's focused on the two of you, you do have to make certain accommodations to you know to the decisions you're making. You can't continue to prioritize other people or whatever. It's like if you're if you're like really into somebody and you're supposed to be having a relationship, like you want to like maybe like whatever you got something planned, and like oh no sorry I got to go hang out with my male friend today. Like like you know. <laughs> All right, I see where I stand. <laughs> I'm clearly not the priority here. No, no, that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. All right, now on to on to Caleb here. I'm a huge Caleb guy. You're still on the fence here. 
Um, now, the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick, okay? And they have Justin Fields in place. And then Washington making these coaching moves, sort of, you know, uh, signaling that they are interested in Caleb, in drafting Caleb. Of course, Washington does not have a uh, starting quarterback of note. Okay, Sam Howell, and they've just uh, cleaned house in their uh, uh, coaching ranks here. So, um, and and they're thinking that they can make a move possibly uh, uh, with Chicago to get the number one overall pick. So now, of course, it's okay. Do you get rid of Justin? Sort of uh, trade out of that, obtain more draft picks, or whatever the case may be. Well, I mean, to me, there's a lot going on. If they're gonna take. If the Bears are gonna with the top pick gonna take Caleb, they have to get rid of Fields. Otherwise, they're just courting controversy and nonsense and dysfunction. You know, Washington did that before. What you mean? Well, not in that same vein. But you remember they drafted um, they drafted Kirk Cousins and and RG three and RG three same draft the same draft. It's a similar it's a similar again, situation. It, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's it, it, it never works out. Yeah. I mean the Miami go back to the Dallas Cowboys of like Jimmy Johnson. They had Troy Aikman and then they brought in Steve Walsh, who was the Miami quarterback yeah. with Jimmy. It's it, it, like it didn't work out. Aikman's a better player. It eventually sorted itself out. It, it's it's not a recipe for being successful. So if you are going to take Caleb, to me, you have to move Justin Fields. But the uh, right now, where we are, Caleb has kind of repeatedly indicated he does not want to go to Chicago, does not want to play there. I know the dad went on and kind of tried to do some, some you know, painting over the cracks type of work there. But I think that that's been clear throughout this process. That's why he even flirted in the middle of the year with the, hey, I may not go to the draft. But then you look at this thing of Kurt Cliff Kingsbury was – on his way to becoming the OC in Las Vegas for the Raiders, bails out of that, pops up as the Washington guy. He's a huge Caleb guy. Caleb tweets something complimentary about it. Like, read what's going on here. They're, you know, the Washington is trying to make a move to get Caleb Williams, whether they feel that they need to maybe trade something with the Bears to move up the spot, and if you're the Bears, you should do that. Um or, or they just think that the Bears will just make a different decision than Caleb and they'll get what they want at that, at that second spot anyway. But it's, it's all lining up that way. And, and, and from Caleb's point of view, though, in my opinion, I think Washington and Chicago are similar situations. Um, yeah. Now, now the, the, the tea leaves are that his camp believes that Washington is a more stable franchise, but I don't know where they would get that from I, I maybe slightly more but well, i mean didn't, didn't they did they get rid of snyder or no um washington i think i believe so right or did they just move on from the officer coordinator i'll, I'll look no, that no, up. No, no, i mean if they fired rivera right they they got the clean house and the coaching staff but they also brought in that group that included myers from golden state mm-hmm. like they brought in like kind of like a leadership group and I think, you know, if you're looking at that, that's potentially attractive. Uh, yeah, so Snyder's not there anymore. Yeah, right? so Snyder had been there, and he sucked. And so you could look at the Redskins and say, or Redskins, <laughs> the, uh, whatever the hell they're calling Football themselves. Football team. The, yeah, um, and say, like, you know, without Snyder at the controls anymore, they have a chance to build something. They've put together this kind of leadership group of some respected people, 
and you know maybe they are making some moves in the right direction versus the Bears who I mean like literally it feels like the Bears have been treading water for a decade and a half of just not making any significant progress in any direction. Yeah, but they at least but but in comparison they have the better roster, they have better receivers. You know, they really, you know, they went out and got DJ Moore last year. Yeah. Um so they you know, he has better weapons with Chicago, maybe more front office coaching stability or or more attraction over in Washington. And I guess a guy he's more familiar with as well. Yeah. Now, and you but you'd also figure it, like and the other thing to put in there if they're going to draft Caleb first, the Bears, they are going to move fields, which would add more, whether it be draft picks or players exactly. or something like that. So so even if you think the roster's better now, it should be, you know, the, the, the disparity should be greater with whatever they can get in a Justin Fields move. And if I'm the Bears, the Washington couldn't couldn't offer me enough to move up. I'm taking Caleb. And and and, and I and I told you on one this at the at the um you know, at the sports bar there, if you do not have a guy, you have to go out and get the guy. Yeah. We know what Justin Fields is. You know what I mean? And, and you know, could you possibly trade the, the number one pick, get some things back, and try to do a, uh, what, a purdy situation? But the, the the difference is they already had franchise. They had a couple of franchise uh, guys at certain positions. You know, Bosa, uh, uh, Debo. The Bears have good good players. Like DJ Moore is a, uh, whatever a top five receiver in the league. He isn't Debo, but he is a really good player. Yeah. You know, like like and they have a uh, they have a, a roster full of really good players. But but when you want to take that 49ers model, uh, uh, you know, and um, uh, what's our guy uh, who who came back this year and played pretty well? Um, uh, but when you want to take that model where you take a, a average quarterback and surround him with superior talent, you, like that talent has to be superior, right? And and and, and Justin Fields, he, I don't think he probably could thrive in that situation. He's not a terrible uh, quarterback, um, but they don't have that. That roster's not set up that this way, that way now, and he's already in year what three. Yeah, or so you have to pay him soon. It's it's just it's it's best financially to get Caleb now, and also you, I I believe Caleb is going to be the better quarterback. Although nobody really knows because these guys come in, yeah, and, and it's really a crapshoot to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, to me the biggest argument, Trevor Lawrence. If yeah, if if Caleb is the the best quarterback, he's better than Fields. You get him. And you restart the clock on having to pay your quarterback. To me, that's the biggest upside. Even if they're, even if they're comparable, comparable yeah. it's still the best thing. Um, but from from Caleb's perspective, you look at them and say, the Bears have really done a crap job developing the quarterback position. Mm. You know, you go back to to. Um, I don't think they the guy from one. North Carolina, <laughs> the, the guy from Mitch Trubisky was taking yeah. like I think two. Yeah, he had you know did not flourish there. Justin Fields has been there, has not flourished there, and it's like okay, what what are they doing with the quarterbacks? And you know, and I looked again to Jared Goff, like his first year with Jeff Fisher was a disaster. He got with McVay, he made it to the Super Bowl. He got with. Uh, you with Ben Johnson, also the offensive coordinator in Detroit, and he's played good football. Got to a conference final. 
and you know development. Who's developing you? I still think go back to Jameis Winston. He he had horrible development with Lovey Smith and Dirk Cutter and some of those clowns that were in that organization. And I think it stunted his growth. So if I'm a personally, if I'm a high level quarterback, I'm very attracted to who's developing me. Okay. And so if if it's Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, he has a good reputation in that area. He's Solid. a quarterback yeah. himself. Um, you know, again, you take it with a grain of salt because, you know, didn't blow the world away with Kyler Murray. So at the NFL level, I don't know that, that he is like a complete, you know, known commodity there. But Kyler wasn't a disaster. I agree. I, I still, I, I mean, again, I, versus whatever the Bears situation is, it's more attractive to me to work with Cliff Kingsbury and see yeah. if he can get me you know, get me right uh, as, as a player. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting. These are the, the type of decisions, man, where people, you know, they, they, they get fired or they become or they become the greatest in the sport at what they do <laughs> in the front office. I mean, because this is a tough – it is a tough decision. Um, uh, you know, well, and, and as talented as Pat Mahomes is, yeah. he gets to Andy Reid and he yeah. gets to that team, and that's been, you know, a significant in his development and significant in the arc of his career. And that's yeah. – you can't us- understand. We don't, we don't, we don't know what happens if he – goes to the Patriots and have two defensive coordinators as his offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're exactly, right. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you just, yeah, I mean, I, I, that is a piece of it, right? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm okay with Caleb trying to control the narrative of where he goes. I mean, we know Eli did that. That's the maybe one of the most famous ones. Yeah. Um, uh, with the Chargers there, and, and, it, and it was John, a similar. And it was a similar situation because I the, the Chargers weren't the worst situation it's not like no. you know you know um but he felt like the development and the and the team would be better over in, excuse me in new york you know so uh yes yeah, a similar situation there man so yeah if you're caleb yeah you know it, it's your career um i'm all for it you yeah know, even though yeah. it's i think it's frowned upon though in the in the nfl circle just hasn't like you said there, there's very little precedent for you go all the way back to eli who's been retired for a couple years now yeah. and before him john elway did a similar move uh, to get to Denver over Indianapolis at the time, and so it's it's not a super common thing, and people are gonna gonna maybe feel some kind of way about it, but again, we 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 see it with the veteran players, and we see it in other sports, particularly like the NBA, like guys don't sit around idle when they want to get something done, they leverage themselves to get where they want to go. Yeah, and so I, I'm not gonna fault him for it, uh, but I could see the reasons why both teams would be interested in making this move. And I'm still, I don't know what it is. I thought he was genuinely bad during the last half of this year. Um, I'm not blown away by Caleb Williams as a prospect. Yeah, I'm I'm category four blown away. I'm category four. Yeah. <laughs> heavy wins. <laughs> category four is more than heavy wins. Yeah, well that's hurricane what I, that's force what I am. wins. Yeah, yeah, that's what hey, I. Hey, you're you're you're, a, you're describing a tropical storm, not a category. <laughs> Come on, you lived in Florida your whole life, damn near. You should know what the damn storms are all about. I'm category four blown away, man. Yeah, uh, he's my guy. He's my next guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been pretty pretty solid picking him lately. Uh, Who else have you picked? Uh, remember, I was Mahomes from 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 day zero. But after, but but uh, I was Mahomes. To be honest, I was Mahomes in uh, in the the, the workouts uh, the, the, after the draft. You know, after we okay. got him on our team, and um, you found out more before, about him. before the preseason. Okay, um, but we had Alex. You know, and yeah. um, I was like, we need to start this guy now, um, even <laughs> though he sat. You know, most of that rookie year. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, plenty of other, a few other guys that I just can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, um, did you see that Eli really quick? That Eli uh, freestyle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's fantastic. Yes, but that's why I know I'm not a, the biggest fan of this 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 quarterback win thing. That I mean, we we we're here. It's not going anywhere. But it's just dumb and silly to me. Well, um, I mean, yeah, Eli beat Tom Brady twice. That's why in the freestyle he's saying, oh, you, know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are saying Tom Brady is that great? Well, I beat him twice. He's not the GOAT. You know, that's basically what he said in the freestyle. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, Eli fucking Manning. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> beat Tom Brady twice. What does that mean? Is he better than Tom Brady? <laughs> but that's what you guys, that's what well, you it's, and, it's, and you, you not, like. You like not, this. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's but saying you like better. that. You saying that. That's what you said. The Tom Brady beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl and – but but if you but that was connected to a different discussion. What is it connected to? They use that quarterback wins. That is a yeah. I that's get it. The that, era that, that was that's connected they, to to like kind of the goat dynamic and the the long term accomplishments of Tom Brady. I'm not. That's what I was saying there. The the fact that to me the fact that Eli beat him twice. The funniest part of that is that it was Peyton's biggest rival. And Eli's the guy that got him twice in the Super Bowl. And not Peyton. Yeah. That's, to me, the funniest part of that. I mean, granted, they're both in the AFC most of their careers. So they, like, they, you know, they couldn't meet in a Super Bowl, Peyton and, and Tom. But I just, to me, that's just the, the, the funniest thing. And there's so many odd things about it because it's like, you know, the two games you had the helmet catch in the one game to beat mm-hmm. the undefeated Patriots team. And then when he dropped that ball on Mario Manningham, in that game, I mean, you had just two ridiculous pass plays that were central to those narrow victories. Just everything about it's just quirky and funny. But again, it doesn't speak speak to the fact that Eli's better than him. I mean, anybody. Well, that's that. why it's silly altogether. Because if it doesn't fit over far. here, it shouldn't fit over there. It's the same thing, it's man. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's exactly. not the same thing at all. <laughs> How is it not the same? Because the guy you has guys seven fucking Super Bowls. Well, well, I mean, but that's uh, that. Oh, that's with anything, though. You know what I mean? That's with anything. Because if you <laughs> just head to head, it's just it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. Because it's a it's the it's a team it's a team thing. You know what I mean? The year that the uh, the year that Eli beat the, the the first one, I think the first one was the undefeated. It's the undefeated Patriots team. Yeah, it's the 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 one of the best teams ever fucking put together, defensively and offensively, with Randy and, and those and, guys. And because and, they and, lost and, that and game, Eli beat because, okay, but because Eli they, beat Tom with I the best it. team. I get it. So that should it. knock Tom. Tom, you it lost. You lost with the best team ever. It was a probably. knock. It was a knock. But but that's the, like the Golden State Warriors the losing. Seven three and nine. Yeah. That's like yeah. no 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 no. Not the seven three and nine. That's what like losing about? with Durant. Oh man. Yeah. That's like that's like well, getting I mean, it's, swept it's, with it's Durant. More, it's more like the seventy three and nine because that that was the, the greater. Uh, no, 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 I'm not comparing the situation. I'm comparing well, that, that's the teams. The, yeah, but that's that's more the way I I look at it. You, the situation, but I'm yeah. comparing the, the level of teams is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's my argument. The, but it, it, again, that that is the the to me the crazy part is is that that one game, that victory by Eli, basically kind of diminished that entire team in that t- season. No, it, it, I mean it did. Nobody recognizes losers. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, it, like yeah. the whole. I mean, I mean if they win, if they finish the nineteen and zero. People could stop talking about those goddamn seventy-two dollars. <laughs> like that was enormous, and like, you know, like and now when people even talk about great teams, it's like they're just like a weird footnote. 
yeah. because they lost that game. I mean, that's that's why winning is it's everything. It just is. It's not though. It is. That's you keep <laughs> score for a reason. Yeah, you keep score, but there's context. There's context to things, man. Winning is winning, man. That's that's the be all and the end all. That that's what it is, man. Because again, that team they they went out, they lost one game, but it was the most important game to lose, and they're basically not a part of any discussion of great teams. Oh, for sure, for I sure. Mean, that's what it is. And again, like like if if Tom Brady had two Super Bowl titles and Eli Manning had two Super Bowl titles and Eli beat Tom in the two Super Bowls that they played head to head, there's a lot more compelling evidence to say, like, hey, maybe Eli's greater than we thought. Yeah, but what if Eli had the number one d- d- defenses, and, and and he got drugged and won three Super Bowls, and didn't even win MVP in those? He did have great. See the difference. In the difference between games. also is, and because last week I didn't even bring this up when we we're talking about the Mahomes and Brady thing, like, like Jordan won six titles, right? Yeah, but he was the best player on those teams. He won six MVPs. There's nothing you can say. All, all this Scottie Pippen stuff I can bring up, and oh, he didn't win until he got Scotty and this, yeah, this, yeah. and that. He was the best player on the season. Once MVP, Tom Brady didn't win MVP in all his Super Bowls. He wasn't the best player in all those Super Bowls. Right. You know what I mean? So you can you can say, oh, he got seven. He got seven. He got seven. What about these other players who got uh, who was on those teams and had six or seven Super Bowls? You know what I mean? And who won MVP of those Super Bowl games? Because Tom Brady didn't win Super Bowl of all of those MVPs. He wasn't the best player on all of those teams. You know what I mean? He didn't. He, he didn't. He wasn't the best quarterback in the league for the majority of his career. But he, 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 you know, he wasn't all pro. He wasn't pro bowl. Like Mahomes, and, and this is what I'm saying. Like, so if he ends up with whatever, four Super Bowl wins, and then you say, oh, but yeah, and Brady beat him and won, right? And leaving out the context of he had no offensive line. You're leaving out that context. And they, you're and they also, lost leaving, you're also leaving out the context that, that Brady was in his 40s and Mahomes in his prime. See, because you're only thinking head to head. You're only thinking about Mahomes versus Brady. And Brady beat Mahomes here. And that's and then, how, and Brady that's how is history 40. will remember it. Right. But you know what history is also going to remember? Because Mahomes has made all pro and pro bowl. Of uh uh for uh, whatever four five out of six years and the one year he was a rookie only played the three games so basically every year he's been a starter he's made the Pro Bowl and been All Pro Tom Brady has not okay he's been Super Bowl MVP every time he's won the Super Bowl if that you know trend continues which why it wouldn't if Tom Brady didn't win MVP his first two Super Bowls so why right. you know okay if that trend continues you know what I mean so I I'm, so like, so you I'm, can't just say I'm he here beat, Brady beat Mahomes and then he has seven. And then that's going to make him better because he wasn't a better quarterback in the in the, in the, in the All Pros, the Pro Bowls, and, and all of that, and the MVPs prove it. You can't just list the Super Bowls and he beat Mahomes one year. Mahomes didn't have an offensive line and say Brady's better because he has seven and he beat him. It, that just doesn't work. It does. It, just, it doesn't. It, does. it, it doesn't. Does. But he wasn't he wasn't does. even the best quarterback in, in, in his league during his time. You know what I mean? He just was on the I, best I know team. What you're saying. He I'm was just, on the best like, team. Again, it's like the, Mahomes has been on the best team and has been the best player I, during his time. I get it. Brady was not. He I, was on he was on the best team. He got drugged to half of those Super Bowls. I, I get it, but if 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 history has Mahomes with two Super Bowl victories. Yeah, and two. I mean, seven. yeah, two. Yeah, two. That, Come on, man. That, but that's not, where we're at. He hasn't won more than I'm two. I'm not saying he's the goat today. But I get it. And, but if you and I and I understand if you get close enough, and the problem is that seven 
is a big number. He doesn't have to get the seven. He may not have to. That's ridiculous. He may not have to. It's not, have to it's not ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, ridiculous because it's ridiculous because Brady wasn't the best player on those all of those seven. You know what I mean? That's that makes a I huge. I get what you mean. If but Jordan, still. if Jordan won three, if Jordan won six NBA titles and three uh, 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 NBA uh, 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 Finals MVPs, and Scotty won the other three, let me tell you something, man. That 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 goat shit that uh, versus LeBron that wouldn't fly. That wouldn't fly. That's Him funny. winning I, all I, six I, NBA I get, MVPs. I get it, but was, here's but huge again, in that argument. It's it's too premature to have the conversation because the reality is. He could lose on Sunday, and then he could go through a period of time where he doesn't get to some Super Bowls for a number of years, which Brady did. And then, you know, he could maybe get there later in his career, and maybe there's another guy on that team that's the MVP of that team. I don't know. We don't know. It has to play out. I mean, that's, you know, like, to me, it's just premature to have this. And when I was saying the significance of catching the, that game, that was a historical context game. Because if the Chiefs win it, and he and, you know, now Brady's at, at six, and Pat would already be at three with everything else he's got going for him, and, and in an opportunity to get sure, four Sure, if on it was a, if it was an even fight, he didn't have it, any it, hands. It, does, it, it just it's what he it, went into a fight it, with no hands and one leg. The, the fight's the fight. The fight's the one in front of you. You win it. He got to fight with his with his with his shoulders and one leg, and he's hopping around. It doesn't matter. Man got sacked six times. It doesn't matter. It matters. At the end of the day, you win the championship or you don't. And that's the same thing that that went the other way with the Patriots when they had the great team and they shit. He didn't away. have. He had his offensive line in that game, but they, he the was not good is, enough. The outcome is what defines yes, the game. No, the context matters. Brady was not good enough in that game. Mahomes was. You, if you look it up, if you look it up, they they will tell you, like that's one of the most impressive Super Bowl performances of all time. The game where he lost thirty-one to nine, you know what I mean? Okay, you still lost. Yes, he lost because he didn't he didn't have any of his horses. All right, that that comes down to it. I mean, you win the fucking game. That's what the job is. When you fall short, you 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 eat that. In a team sport. In anything, Mahomes in an individual Mahomes, sport, Mahomes, Mahomes if, if Floyd Mayweather it. goes out and loses a fight, like he has to eat that, you know, whether he had fucking food poisoning or whatever. Like if you lose, you lose. That's the way. No, because they can postpone. They can postpone the fight. I'm saying if once you step in and play the game, or well, have you can't a fight, postpone the Super Bowl. But it, my point, it doesn't fucking matter. Like <laughs> it does, when man. the game is played, it's played. I, That's well, I it. guess we just disagree there because it, 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 that matters to me. It matters. You can hold if you on don't to have that. if you don't have your people. It matters. Go to state. Yes, they lost the finals. Nobody holds that against Steph that he lost without without KD right. without Clay. Nobody holds that against Steph. But the, yeah, and, and I was they still say he has four. LeBron has four, or whatever, and, and, or and, three, or but, whatever. And I'm a, and I'm a Warriors guy, and and I oh, I mean that that whole thing, the, them literally physically falling apart against the Raptors, makes me sick to my stomach. And, but it can't change the outcome of this series. But that doesn't and, hold and, up and, in history. You know what people yes, say? It does. No, it does not. You know what people say? It absolutely does. Golden State would have won if they had their people. Everybody says that every time that series is bought up. But they did it. History, but, but, but they did it. But your point is, history remembers the winners only. They do. That is a huge asterisk behind it. Everybody no. always says that, that's that's a lie, Pink. If it's you've never heard, lie. if you've never heard anybody say that, that is a lie. Everybody says that. Ninety-eight percent of people you hear, and I, you hear, and I'm telling you, I know because I know. Ninety-eight percent of people you hear 
that that reminisce on that series always is going to say uh, uh, KD was out, the pe- Clay was the, hurt, the people, Steph was by itself. The people that were alive and watching the series will remember the context. The people that were alive and watched the 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 Bucks and the Chiefs who who cared, who had a dog in the fight will remember the context. The people that are that were too young or didn't give a damn at the time or whatever, they don't. That's not true. It they don't. I didn't watch I didn't watch the Jordan thing when he was hurt. I didn't watch that. Yeah, I know they lost in the playoffs, but he was what hurt. Year? He had a leg injury. I didn't what I did I what whatever what year, year that was. was. I don't know what year that was. They lost that year in the playoffs. That was the year we talked about earlier. Yeah. His second year in the league. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch. I don't even know if I was alive. But, I, but, but what's your point on that? I mean, my they, point is, I know and I remember, and everybody does, that that year doesn't really count. He was hurt, coming off of injury. Even with the sixty, point I watched game. it and it and it, it counted for what it was. No, he lost, but he it, but it but it, it doesn't it was not it doesn't count. Tied, it was, or the year he came back out of retirement, uh, uh, the whole uh, Wizards years. The gap, no, out oh, of, the loss to the Magic. Yeah, the loss to the Magic it counts. What do you mean? No, it doesn't count? doesn't got really count because he came out of retirement. He wasn't that hundred percent counts. Wasn't wasn't rolling, you know. That hundred percent counts. Or the Shaq loss against Hakeem Olajuwon. He was a baby. I hear a lot of people say that he was a baby. Those it are doesn't count. Arguments, huh? He was five years happens. in the league. Uh, I, that, I'm telling you how history I, remembers these no, things. No, not at all. What's no, told to no, me. No, 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 I disagree. Because at the end of the day, the like Steph has four titles. He doesn't have five. You can't say, I mean, he lost that series. He should have six with the Draymond ejection in, in game five. But he has four. And we have to accept that he has four. That's it. There's no, like, whatever. You can... To make your own mind feel good, you could look back and say, well, shit, everybody got hurt against the Raptors or Draymond got kicked out. But it, it was what it was. You can't. Mm-hmm. History records the Raptors as champions. They record LeBron as a champion. Shout out to Kawhi. Maybe he'll get it done again this year. And that's another – like, that's a guy who that legacy is on the line too. No, it is. If it they is. win, he becomes, because of that Raptors thing, a three-time champion with three different franchises, which matches one of LeBron's accomplishments, mm-hmm. and and that elevates his status, particularly if he were able to continue to play at this clip that he's playing it through the finals. I mean, that's sure. that's tremendous. But again, that's part of his resume. It, like again, you got a fraudulent title against the dilapidated, broken down Warriors. No, it's still a title of his. But to my point, the no league MVPs. The all the all NBA teams that he's going to lack that matters, man. When it's that, it's not just going to be okay. He has whatever three rings, and this guy's three rings, or, or this guy's two rings, and he's going to go over him. It's not a. It's just not just a I, ring count. I I understand that, but I mean, here's it, 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 at some level, it might become a ring count, but it's not gonna because he's too broken down. I mean, if he got up to five or six, it becomes early on, earlier, earlier on. Is what, yeah, yeah, it becomes more complicated. But to me, like Kawhi Leonard is is going to be one of the most difficult players to historically contextualize, particularly if he was able to win a third time. Yeah, he's almost like uh, Jimmy Butler in that sense. We got to get yeah. out of here, though. These guys are getting in. We went over.